Blog Talk Radio. Give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, and you restore every heart that is broken. Sing it to us. It's your breath in our lungs So we pour out our praise We pour out our praise It's your breath in our lungs So we pour out our praise to you only Give life, sing it out Give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken.
pour out our praise to you only. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, Lord. It's by his mercy. It is by his grace, brothers and sisters, that you and I are serving him and seeking him and coming close with him. His mercy that endure forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Lord's house. Thank you, everybody. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for another day. He allow us to come here to share his word, to share his mystery, his revelation. Thank you, Jesus. He is such an awesome God. Yes, thank you. Thank you all for that confirmation. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad we're coming clear on the air. Thank you, Jesus. I I was studying the word earlier. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And I've been... I've been like, Lord, what do you want me to share? I've been asking the Lord to help me to share. Praise you, Lord, tonight. Thank you, Jesus. There's so much going on. Thank you, Lord. There's so much going on in heaven and so much going on on earth, for sure. Thank you, Jesus. But we're looking forward to the things of heaven, brothers and sisters. Yes, year jubilee, shalom. Nice to see you here. Thank you, Lord. And so praise you, Lord. We are looking forward to meeting the Lord in the air. I don't know if you are like me, that every day it's in our heart, it's in our mind, to meeting with the Lord, to going to heaven, to going to eternity. Praise you, Lord, because that is our home. That is the place that we are going to be with the Lord, brothers and sisters, and with our brothers and sisters, too, who are one mind and one heart to seek Jesus, and, and that is awesome, brothers and sisters, that we are all together seeking the Lord with the same purpose of being with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That That is so important. Hallelujah, that in these last days, hallelujah, we, we continue to seek the Lord, brothers and sisters. Let me go ahead and go in, into the Bible study. I, I title this, this message tonight, The Secret Thing, Belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of the of this law, says Moses to God's people. Brothers and sisters, I know a lot of people have been asking me, when is the rapture? Uh, brother, uh, brother Elby, is the rapture this year? And so much more. Brothers and sisters, I tell you that I don't know the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. And no one knows. Jesus warned us of these things. And so when when you're seeking something that is contrary to the Word of God, it will always bring confusion. And you and I, brothers and sisters, need to stay away from any confusing teaching from the Word of God or about the Word of God to our life, and people that are that are that are making Bible study, 
that are that are telling you the day of the rapture, the year, and all that, uh, you have to be very careful. You need to pray about them. You need to pray about those teachings. The Lord told me back in 2014 not to focus on day, because I was one of those who wanted to know when. But it's not up to us, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Please. Hallelujah. It's up to the Lord. Uh, it's up to God. Not even Jesus knows the day, brothers and sisters. So we don't want to be focused on these things because we will miss so much. There is so much that God is doing. So much he can be teaching us. Remember that our teaching begins here on earth. And then as we go to heaven, we continue to learn about God. Don't think that people that are in heaven know everything they need to know about God, brothers and sisters. We need to focus on Jesus. And we learn about God every day. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, brother body. Trust the Lord. His time is perfect. I say his time is perfect, brothers and sisters. And so we, we need to trust the Lord in the middle of all this. Your life may not be easy. You're probably having a, a tough, hard life right now. Thank you, Lord. But, you know, brothers and sisters, uh, not everyone is having it easy. We're all going to testing and trial. I just had someone writing to me, a sister, that she's going through a difficult trial with her husband, brothers and sisters. We just hit her this past few days, and she had to call the police. You know, physical abuse is never good. It's just never good. So please, uh, I don't want to give out her name, but please keep her in prayer, brothers and sisters. We need to continue to pray for one another. I will be praying for her. I hope she's able to forgive her husband, and he's able to, to, to forgive her and forgive himself and, and repent to God. He's able to repent. Physical abuse is, is not of God, brothers and sisters. And a man should never raise his hand against his wife or the wife against the man. Because it's all, it could happen either way, brothers and sisters. And it's not the right thing to do. Uh, Bible says, husband, love thy wife as the Lord loves the church. And so, she, and he, in the Bible, she, Paul says that she is fragile. She is fragile. And so, please love your wife. And wife, love your husband. Please, don't disrespect each other by hitting on each other. Hallelujah. Don't do not do such a things. Those are the things of the flesh, not of the spirit. Thank you, Lord. And that, that is so sad. That is really so sad. Shalom there, house mama. Thank you, Lord. So love your husband, although he, now, he may not be serving the Lord. Your husband may not be a Christian. Amen. But pray for him. Don't judge him. Don't, don't send him to hell by with words. Don't come against him. The same with your wife. As your wife is not a Christian, don't be insulting her. And, and, and you know, praise the Lord. If she agreed to stay with you, hallelujah, she will be sanctified through you because the blood of Jesus is on you. And it will also be on your children, will be on your husband, it will be on your wife, it will be on your home. So keep, keep them in prayer and repent your sin daily. And that's the Lord to have mercy. The blood of Jesus will be on them too. Remember, thank you, Lord. The blood that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So he, he'll be sanctified through you. She will be sanctified through you. 
So don't, don't judge them because they are not committed to the Lord as you are. Or they're not close to the Lord as you are. Pray for them. And, and let the blood of Jesus cleanse them. And after they're cleansed with the blood of Jesus, don't judge them. Because if you're, if you're praying by faith and you're believing God is doing it, God is cleansing them, God is purifying them, why are you judging them? Aren't you trusting, the, aren't you trusting in the power of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus? Aren't you trusting that the blood of Jesus cleanses and purifies? Thank you, Jesus. You might think it's him or her. And it must you it must be you lacking faith, brothers and sisters. It must be you lacking wisdom, faith, patience. Thank you, Lord. But the Lord is merciful. And if the Lord is having mercy on your life, have mercy on other people too. Thank you, Lord. Thank the Lord for your salvation daily. Thank you, Jesus, and thank him for the mercy he's having. We're always discussing how the Lord has not come yet. He's very patient. I wish that nobody perish, but that they will come to him. He don't want anyone to perish. He's being patient because he doesn't want anyone to perish. You know, I think about it. If God is not patient with us, then who is patient? Because he created us. Imagine if God would act with, with us the way we act with other people. Oh, God, have mercy. And he is having mercy for us. So let's have mercy for one another. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let me go into the word of God. Deuteronomy 29:29, which is the title of this message. The secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us. Hallelujah. Into our children forever. But we may do all that we may do all the word of this law, says Moses to the people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. The Lord is so awesome. God has given us, uh, has revealed to us many things, brothers and sisters. We can see it from Genesis, how he made the heavens and the earth and all the things in it, the animal, and all all that, brothers and sisters. Those are the things revealed to us. And God revealing to us by walking in the garden where Adam and Eve, that's what God, God giving us his commandments which are such a blessing to us. A lot of people see God's law, God's commandment as a curse, and it's not. Yet those that are under the law is a curse, the Bible says. But God's commandment are actually a blessing because God says don't steal, which is good. It will protect what we own. God said don't commit adultery. That will preserve marriage. In his wisdom, God wanted to share his wisdom with us because God wanted us to be happy like like this happiness and joy in heaven. God wanted us on earth to enjoy everything he made, everything he has available for us. Thank you, Jesus. Everything he has available, God wanted us to enjoy. So when God said, thou shalt not kill, God wanted to preserve life, brothers and sisters. And killing is abortion. Abortion is, is killing. And God said, that should not kill. God wanted to preserve those babies. And, and people complain. There's too many people on our people say, who are you to say those things? And what right do you have to say those things? But you said, Brother Elby, they may not, may not be enough food to support all these children that are being born around the earth. I want you, I want you to look at the map of the earth. 
And I want you to look how much land, brothers and sisters, shalom there, sister. How much land there is on the earth right now. And compare how much people there is, brothers and sisters. That you can put everyone in a single country and there's still a lot of land available. You can make a mansion in one single country and give every single human being a mansion and give every single human being a billion dollars under your brothers and sisters. And there's still enough money, there's still enough food, and there's still enough earth. Now, what do they do with the billions of dollars? They decide to make missiles, nuclear weapons, and satellite to put in space, and so much nonsense that I don't say we don't need them because we we use cell phones, and, and they need uh, communication, needs technology, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. But human beings, we, we have been so greedy. We have been so greedy on earth that we are now being willing to share, and that's what God is looking at. Well, in the millennium, when the millennium comes, when the thousand-year reign with Christ, that is all is going to change. Because God is going to give men what is rightfully ours, brothers and sisters, what it belongs to us. And he's going to give each and one of us a mansion, a home, a piece of land, and the earth will still seem empty. He's going to supply food for everyone. There will be so much abundance of food that people are not going to talk about food anymore because of the abundance, brothers and sisters. There will be so much available for everyone that not a single children is going to go hungry. People from Africa can travel to the U.S., what we call the U.S. today, by car, hallelujah, or by flying. Hallelujah, or by fast speed in the spirit. There will be no seed, the Bible said. I love that part. God is going to remove the sea. Yes, there will be rivers, brothers and sisters, but there will not be lakes no more. Thank you, Jesus. No sea, lakes. Brothers and sisters, there will be no more lakes anymore. There will be no more sea in between the countries anymore. All the land are going to go back like it was in Genesis. They will be united. Shalom, Sister Treya. All the land are going to be united as one. Hallelujah. There will be one universal language, and we all will speak the same language, brothers and sisters. We will all know the Lord, the Bible says in Isaiah. We will know all the Lord. No one, no one will say, do you know the Lord? Because everyone will know the Lord, brothers and sisters, in the new earth that is coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, brothers and sisters. So be looking forward to that because it's coming, a thousand years with Christ. Thank you, Lord. And he's going to provide to us and give to us all of our needs, brothers and sisters. Our spiritual need are going to be fulfilled, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Our physical need, hallelujah, all the need that man may have, Jesus Christ is going to fulfill them. People may have lots of questions. That's okay, because all of their questions will be answered by the Lord. He's going to answer every single question 
that you and I may have. Thank you, Lord. And if you cry, he will also cry with you. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is not going to be a stranger to anyone like it is in the world today. Jesus Christ is a curse to many. He is a stranger to many. Thank you, Lord. Brothers and sisters, not anymore in the millennium. Everyone will know the Lord. Everyone will receive visitation from Jesus once in a while. I saw Jesus visiting people in the millennium, getting along with people in the millennium. Thank you, Lord. And to me, that was so awesome. That was so great. He will visit every temple. He will visit everyone's home. People will get to sit down with Jesus and have dinner with him, have supper with him. Oh, I thank you, Lord. You will be sitting with Jesus at the table, and you can ask him every question. The earth, hallelujah, is going to be fulfilled with Jesus' glory everywhere. Everywhere. From all the corners of the earth, it's going to be about Jesus. It's going to be about the Lord. And you can ask him any question, thank you, Lord, and he will be there right there to answer you. You don't need to ask anyone. Thank you, Jesus. And if you ask anyone, have you seen the Lord? I just saw him a couple of minutes ago. It's going to be so awesome. Prepare. Prepare to be with your God. Prepare to be with the Lord. Prepare your heart in repenting. Prepare your heart in fasting. Prepare your life for Jesus. Because he's going to give you and I a great life. A life full of abundance. A life full of peace. In a life full of joy. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. That's what is coming, brothers and sisters. Abundance of peace, abundance of joy in his presence. You don't need to get out of his presence. Maybe you will be one of those who wants to be in Jerusalem where Jesus will be, where Jesus will dwell. Thank you, Lord. If you're one of those that want to be always close to Jesus, just ask him. Say, Lord, will you have me? Will you have me have a home, Lord, in Jerusalem, close to you, Lord? One thing Jesus revealed to me when he took me to the millennium, I was walking in the street of Jerusalem, brothers and sisters, and the presence of the Lord was like a wind, like a whirlwind, brothers and sisters, just moving around in the air. Thank you, Jesus, in Jerusalem. Praise you, Lord, and out of the air, you can hear his voice. His presence was so real. Nothing... That, that can be compared now. I could say just as he was in the garden, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus' presence is going to be felt everywhere, brothers and sisters, on the new earth. Thank you, Jesus. Abundance of joy, abundance of peace, abundance of food, abundance of his presence, brothers and sisters. I saw people, remember, celebrating. Hallelujah. It was like everyone stopped what they were doing, and there was a day of worship to the Lord. And people in the street were jumping, were flipping up and down, were doing all kinds of things, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the millennium, I saw a donkey in the millennium. He, he was in the water, brothers and sisters. He has so much peace. I mean, I think donkeys are so slow. But this donkey that I saw in the millennium, oh, he was in the presence of the Lord. He had no worry for food or anything. He was just there enjoying his presence. Animals enjoy the presence of God. Birds and animals enjoy his presence, brothers and sisters. And I've I seen videos on YouTube when people worship the Lord in a horse. Or, or, 
Hallelujah. And, and that animal is enjoying the presence of the Lord as the writers worship the Lord in the presence of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And you can see the horse. You can see the animal worship, worshiping the Lord. And you see how much they enjoy it. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. You see, he has so much to give, brothers and sisters. He is not a taker, but he is a giver. Jesus is a giver, and he wants to give you whatever you need. Thank you, Lord. And there will be a lot of whatever whatever you want, he's going to grant to you. Because I saw that. I shared with people, there were, there were there are things people want to have in the millennium. Well, he's going to allow them to have it. He's going to give it to them. Thank you, Lord. And he's not, he's not going to be like people judging you and say, well, you know, you can't do that. The Lord won't be that way. Thank you, Lord. He loved to see his children rejoice. Thank you, Lord. He is an awesome God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. First Timothy three sixteen. Thank you, Lord. I'm sorry, Matthew twenty four thirty six. But at the day and the hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Thank you, Jesus. There are things that you and I don't know, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. That we cannot date them. We cannot give you a day. Don't seek for days for. Don't seek days for the things that you know that the Word of God says that we don't know. There are people writing to the great ministry, a great minister of God, and say, hey, uh, give me the day of the rapture. Please let me know the day. I know you know you're very close to the Lord. Even if you're very close to the Lord, we don't know. Thank you, Jesus. We don't know. I, my wife see me typing emails and says to people, he says, how many times are you going to say that to that person? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I say, yes, they, they keep asking me the same thing. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just don't answer them. The same thing. Praise you, Lord, because they're asking you the same question. No one knows the day or the hour. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Only God, Jehovah God knows. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew twenty-four fifty. The Lord of the servant shall come in a day when he look not for him, in an hour that he... It's not aware. When Jesus comes, when the rapture happens, it will be in a day that you don't think it is. You don't know it is. Or in an hour you don't know, brothers and sisters. But he will come. Yes, he'll coming for us. And we, we, we in our spirit can discern his coming. But we don't know the day or the hour. Thank you, Lord. Day and the hour, north no man, not not the angel who are in heaven, neither the son, but only the father. Thank you, Lord. There it tells you, the angel don't know. The Lord is at the right hand of the father. The angels serve him. The angels are around his throne, and they're in and out. At a, Jesus said that the angels see the face of thy father. The angels see the face of God. They're in and out of his throne, brothers and sisters. The Lord is sitting at the right hand of the Father. He doesn't know. The angel doesn't have no idea neither. Thank you, Lord. What makes you think we will know? What makes you think we know? Thank you, Lord. When they don't know, they're so close to Father, and they don't have no idea, brothers and sisters. What makes you think we know? Thank you, Jesus. We just need to stay focused on Jesus. We just need to stay seeking the Lord, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. It's what God wants us to do. Luke 12, 46, the Lord of the servant will come in a day when he looked not for him, 
in an hour where he is not aware, and will call him asunder, and will appoint him his portion with the unbeliever. Thank you, Lord. What God is saying to us, prepare for the coming of my son. Don't be looking for a day because you're not going to know it. You're not going to know the day. He just wants us, brothers and sisters, to be looking for him. Thank you, Jesus. See, this servant was not looking for him. And God said, we should be looking for him. But this servant, he looked not for him. And God is saying to us, just look for the Lord. Look for my son. Thank you, Lord. And you should be fine. Thank you, Jesus. If you're repenting daily, if you're watching and praying, thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. You should not miss the rapture. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Again, the revival is in God's timing. No one knows when the revival is. No one knows what the rapture is. No one knows what the tribulation is. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Some people have said they know the hour of the tribulation. They know the day of the revival. No one knows these things, brothers and sisters. If I knew the day of the, of the revival or the rapture or the, or, 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 the, or the tribulation, I would have given you the day. But I don't know. No one knows these things. And sometimes we are being tested, though. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Even what's going to happen in the tribulation, which we read about, Revelation 19, 15, and the four angels were loose, who had been prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year to slay the third part of man. Look, they're giving us the information what's going to happen. But we don't know the day or the hour or the year when they're going to happen. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And in this way, God is working patient in you and I, learning to wait upon the Lord. Learning to wait on the Lord. That's what we're, that's what we're learning, brothers and sisters, by waiting on the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Second Thessalonians 2.3, let no man deceive you by any means, for the day shall not come except there is they come in departing first, and that the man of sin be disclosed, even the son of perdition. Well, until they say departing, until there's a rapture, brothers and sisters, the tribulation cannot begin. Hallelujah. The tribulation cannot begin until there's a rapture. So if someone said we are in the tribulation, Read this verse to them. Go to the Geneva Bible and read what it said to them. That that day, what day? The day of binging of the Lord, which is the tribulation, cannot come. Praise you, Lord. Cannot start, cannot begin until we are taken home, brothers and sisters. Here it is. Yes, yes. Isaiah 34 8. For it is the day of the Lord binging. The Lord's binging. And the year of the recompense of, for the judgment of Zion. See what the tribulation is called in the Old Testament? The day of vengeance of the Lord. And I said 34, 8. That the tribulation, the day of vengeance of God cannot begin until the first is of the parting. The Bible says, thank you, Lord. I said 61, 2. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to come for all the mourn, said the prophet Isaiah, which was about Jesus, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus spoke 
Notice it says about the departing, the rapture. In Matthew 25, the parable of the ten virgins. Hallelujah. He spoke about the, the tribulation to come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's the day of vengeance, the tribulation of the Lord. So Jesus put everything in order. Why are there so much men, hallelujah, twisting the order that Jesus put, set or taught his disciples? Why are they twisting the order? When there's an order set by the Lord, there's a foundation which is Jesus, the word, Paul said, that cannot be changed. Why are some changing the foundation? They're going to fall to hell because if you don't have a foundation, you're going to fall. If your house don't have a foundation, you're going to fall. If they keep removing the foundation, they're going to fall to hell. They're going to fall to the pit of hell without a foundation. God have mercy on their soul. Thank you, Jesus. I said 63.4. For the day of Benjamin is in my heart, and the year of the redeemed has come. Look who he's pointing that day to, brothers and sisters. To the redeemed, those that are watched by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of the Messiah. Thank you, Lord. For the day of Benjamin is in my heart, and the year of redeemed has come. Thank you, Lord. If they keep removing the foundation, they're going to fall in hell. God have mercy. Jeremiah 46 says, For this is the day of the Lord God of hosts, and the day of the vengeance that he might avenge him of his enemy, for the sword shall devour, and it shall be satiated, and made drunk with the blood for the Lord of hosts, had a sacrifice in the north for the country by the rivers of Pera. Thank you, Lord. The prophet Jeremiah is very clear in this prophecy. Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. This is the, the day of the Lord, the Lord God of hosts, the Lord God of hosts. This is God here, the day of vengeance, prophet of God prophesied the tribulation. This is, and look what he said, that he may avenge him of his enemy. Avenge who? Avenge who? Jacob, that's the one he's going to avenge of his enemy. Jacob, because the Jewish people are going to go through the tribulation. But what did Jesus said in Matthew 24 about the tribulation? When you see the abomination and desolation, hallelujah, set in the holy place, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Set in Jerusalem, set in the third temple. When the Antichrist goes to Jerusalem in the middle of the tribulation to set up God, says Paul to the churches in Colossians 2, to set up God in the temple of God, brothers and sisters, that is the abomination and desolation, brothers and sisters, the abomination and desolation that is going to happen, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. The abomination and desolation that the Daniel spoke in chapter 12 and chapter 13 of the book of Daniel. Thank you, Lord. That we are not appointed to the tribulation, wrath, judgment. The bride of Christ is not appointed to that judgment, brothers and sisters. Okay, God can use anyone. Some people ask, well, God wants me to stay in the tribulation. All right. I, I mean, praise the Lord. Some people have said he has spoken to me to dream through prophets, to people, and said that I'm going to stay and I'm going to preach, I'm going to do that. Well, good luck. I mean, just do the word of God. Thank you, Lord. The Lord wants you to stay. 
Praise the Lord. But the bride of Christ is not appointed to stay. It is not for us. The Jewish people is different. They are appointed to stay. Because it's Jacob's trouble, prophesied by the prophet Isaiah in Jeremiah. Jacob's trouble. They are the one appointed by the prophet, by God through the prophet, that they're going to stay in this trouble to come. That's another word for tribulation or that they are betting on the Lord. Jacob's trouble. They are the ones that are going to stay. Thank you, Lord, but not the bride of Christ. Uh-uh. The bride of Christ as a dog flies up, said Isaiah. She is hitting at the dog. She is going in the secret chamber, said Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. What secret chamber? Thank you, Lord. What is the secret chamber that the high priest used to enter to? And the holy of holies. She is going in the secret chamber, brothers, like the like the high priest. See, it was the holy and the holy of holy. The secret chamber, brothers and sisters, was inside in the pure presence of God, in the holy presence of God. Well, Isaiah said that the bride, she's going, hallelujah, the bride is going into the secret chamber. That means the secret chamber is not down here on earth. The tabernacle was a type of heaven. A type of the presence of God in heaven. Thank you, Lord. And so the bride of Christ is entering the secret chamber. She is entering a better place than Noah did. Noah went up by the water and the ark. The bride of Christ is going higher than the ark of Noah, brothers and sisters. The ark of Noah is a type of the rapture. But the rapture is even better, brothers and sisters, because the bride of Christ is going into the secret chamber right into the presence of the Almighty God, the Lord of hosts. She's going into the secret chamber. Thank you, Lord. She'll, she will be hidden. Why is she going into the secret chamber? Because she's got to be hidden. Hidden from what? Hidden from the judgment. Because the word of God said the heaven was shaking. Satan and his demon principality of the air is going to be shaken. They're going to be cast down to the earth. Brothers and sisters, so the bride cannot be down here. She has to be hidden. Why? Because they hate the bride too much. Because she preached about Jesus. She preached about the Messiah. And another thing, the bride has the Holy Spirit. Whenever she is, Jesus said in John 15, he will be with thee always, talking about the Holy Spirit. So the bride and the Holy Spirit cannot be separated. So as she goes into the secret chamber, so will go the bride into the secret chamber. Remember that in the secret chamber, only Aaron, Moses, and Mary were allowed to enter there, brothers and sisters, back in the Old Testament. Because the presence of God were there, and God warned them, don't let any one of the people approach. Only the priest and Aaron could enter. Because that place, brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord, as they were made the sacrifice for the people, the blood was not, hallelujah, the blood was not put on the people, brothers and sisters. As the blood of Jesus was shed on Calvary for all the people, the blood was shed in secret. But the blood of Jesus was not shed in secret. was done publicly for everyone to look. Thank you, Lord. He had no beauty. Hallelujah. But people will love him for the sacrifice he did on the cross. No beauty that anyone will like him, but they will love him for the sacrifice. It's what he did on the cross, brothers and sisters. 
that set us free. Who the Son set free, it is free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So Jesus set his people free. Thank you, Lord. And then he cleanses them with the blood. Now they can come into the secret chamber. Israel cannot yet come into the secret chamber. Thank you, Lord, because God told Moses and them that they cannot come in yet because they were a rebellious people. That's why we repent our sins every day, brothers and sisters. Israel was a rebellious people, so they had to remain outside. In other words, they were not repenting. That's why we are called to repenting. Jesus started his ministry, repent. John started his ministry, repent, you generations of Bible. The Jewish people heard the same message. But God said through the prophet Isaiah that they will hear, but they will not receive the message. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is why repenting, repenting is so important. Because you you can call yourself a Christian, but if you're not repenting your sin daily, oh man, you can be in so much trouble. Thank you, Lord. Repenting keeps the blood of Jesus cleansing you daily. And we have to remain under the blood, brothers and sisters. We have to remain under the blood. It is the blood of Jesus, brothers and sisters. It is the only thing Father looks at. It's the only thing between God and us. If that blood is not in us, we are for judgment too. Thank you, Lord. That blood is the blood of grace, the blood of mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God have mercy. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And when I mean, uh, sorry if I say lucky, I mean blessed. We are blessed by the blood. Thank you, Lord. 21, 22. For these be the days of vengeance to fulfill all the things that are written. What is going to go on in the tribulation? Well, God said all the judgment he was going to bring, brothers and sisters. All the judgment he was going to bring through the prophet. Well, all those words, hallelujah, all those words has to be fulfilled. Thank you there, sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Correction makes us learn more. For these be in the day of vengeance to fulfill all the things that are written. Thank you, Lord. To fulfill all the prophecies, all the words of the prophet, it has to be fulfilled. Brothers and sisters, it has to come to, 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 to pass. Brothers and sisters, and it's going to come to pass completely in, in the tribulation. That's why when you, when you read uh, Revelation chapter 6 and on, you, you read judgment, 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 judgment upon the earth. Seven years of judgment, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Seven years of judgment. Thank you, Lord. When you begin, when you begin to read Revelation, if you notice, thank you, Lord. Let me go to the book of Revelation real quick. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. He is so good. We 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 just serve. Hallelujah! Such a a wonderful, wonderful God. Everyone said that in Revelation, in Revelation four. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Boy, I say, after I look and behold, a door was opened in heaven. That people say that was the rapture. That was the rapture right there that happened. Thank you, Lord. The rapture, Hallelujah. And the first boy that I heard was uh, was as was trumpet talking with me, saying, "Come up hither." That that is the type of the rapture. Come up hither. Thank you, Lord. I want you to notice something. Thank you, Lord. How things are fulfilled in the Book of Revelation. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. If you are at six, brothers and sisters, if it's four, it's a first. It's a first. Hello, you are six to that. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I'm sorry, three is finished, and then begins four. The rapture happened. Thank you, Lord. Look what happened in Revelation 14. Thank you, Lord. Now, you are five more, and that makes it Revelation 19. Thank you, Lord. If you add it by number, you're going to notice that in Revelation 19 is when Jesus returned. But when Jesus returned at the end of the tribulation, brothers and sisters, the bride of Christ is already in heaven enjoying the rapture. That's why it says in Revelation 19 now, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And I can't say hallelujah in the mooks, uh, rose of smoke forever. And then talks about the first, first elder worshiping the Lord. And then you say, uh, verse 7, let us be glad and rejoice and give glory to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. She is already a glorious bride in heaven, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. She is already a glorious bride with the Lord in Revelation 19. And when you go to Revelation 20, thank you, Lord, the bride of Christ is already, people already coming down for the, for the millennium. The millennium is beginning. Thank you, Lord. But in, in from, if you start in chapter 3 of the book of Revelation, the, the three the three chapters, the first three chapters of the book of Revelation, it's directly to the church. It's a preparation of the church for the rapture. If you read Revelation 1, 2, and 3, it's, it's a message of preparation for the present time of the bride of Christ. But when you start, when you finish chapter 3, and you head to chapter 4 of Revelation, rapture, right before the tribulation. No judgment yet come. Hallelujah. I'll go back to, to, to uh, verse 4, uh, yeah, chapter 4 of Revelation, and watch, watch after he says, Come up hither, and I will show you the, the, the things which must be done hereafter. Here's the confirmation. The bride of Christ will be a witness to see the things that are going to happen in the tribulation. I will show you these things which must be done after. What is that? What the Lord showed me. The end of the earth. The end of the earth. Those are the things that are going to happen after. Thank you, Lord. Verse 2. And immediately I was revised in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one who sat upon the throne. And he and he that said was to look upon like a hasper stone in a sardine, sardine, and there was a rainbow around about the throne in, in sight like to an emerald, precious stone. He is beauty, brothers and sisters. And around about the throne were four twenty elders upon the sea, and I saw the twenty elders sitting clothed in with white raiment, and had on their head crown and gold. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 5, and out of the throne proceeded lightning, thundering voice, that were a seven lamb, a fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Thank you, Lord. And all you hear after this, thank you, Lord, brothers and sisters, it's all about the throne. All the worshiping, everything that is going on. Thank you, Jesus. Because as Jesus goes back to the, with the bride of Christ, what do you think is going on as Jesus goes back with the bride of Christ? Celebration. Because the word of God is fulfilled. The promise of God to rapture his bride, the promise of Jesus to rapture his bride has been fulfilled. It is all celebration, brothers and sisters. It is all worshiping, brothers and sisters, that is going on on the throne. Thank you, Lord. Look what it says, hallelujah. Verse 8. And the first beast in each of 
uh, one of them had six wind about him, and they were full of eyes with him, and they ceased not day or night, saying, Holy, 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 go God Almighty, which was, which is, and which is to come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Why are they saying which is to come? You already came for the bride. Well, he needs to finish the tribulation. Nothing can be finished and saved by Jesus. That's why he is the beginning and he is the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega, brothers and sisters. That's what he is. He is the he is the only one that can begin the tribulation. And he is the only one. Oh, I think the Lord said yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord, for that confirmation of revelation. He just said yes. He is the only one that can begin the tribulation. And he is the only one that can end it, too. God is not leaving nothing unto the devil. The devil has no authority and no power in the business of God. Thank you, Jesus. With God, I created everything. Thank you, Lord. So he brought to his bride, and he also begins the tribulation. Thank you, Lord. He brought to the bride, and he also began the tribulation. So he told me in heaven, I'm in control, he says to me, not the enemy. So he started the tribulation, brothers and sisters, and all the judgments that are declared are declared by him. Thank you, Lord. That's why he's the only one that can open the seal. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's the only one. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Verse 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor, power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy will's sake they are, it has been created. Know this and understand it, brothers and sisters. It is very clear in heaven. It needs to be very clear on earth, too. We got the Bible. We have no excuse. We say, oh, this is going on in heaven. Come on, wake up. We got the Bible. Let's study it. Let's believe it. I said it's written. Thank you, Lord. Yes, both down in heaven, but we got the word of God. We got no excuse for this knowledge. We should know this word already by heart. Thank you, Lord. For thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things. When I began to say that, people criticized me back in 2012. How can you say that everything was created by Jesus? No, everything was created by Yahweh, by God. They were saying, thank you, Lord. Read Revelation 4. Read Revelation 4. Father God used his own to create everything. Everything belongs to him. You and I were created by him. You and I were formed in the word of our mother by Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All things were created, including all the angels, all the principalities, and all the powers of heaven were created by him. Brothers and sisters. That's why I said, do people believe their Bible? Do people believe what, what, what the word of God says? Why are they telling me that this is not accurate when I'm reading it out of the word of God? Thank you, Lord. My people perish for lack of knowledge. It's in the word of God. We just have to believe it, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. And began giving him glory. The one who is and the one to come, they say. The one who is and the one to come. That is Jesus Christ. All things were created by you. Hallelujah. For thou hast created all things, they say. He created all things. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. And please, I don't mean to criticize anyone, 
But when I have Christian writing to me this way, emailing me this way, it makes me so sad. Why isn't the word being taught in the churches the way it is? Why are they doubting God's word? Why are they in the pulpit teaching the word and they're doubting it? And, like, and then people come with these questions and like, then I'm, I'm sharing the word from the Bible and they say that's not correct. Telling me that Jesus did not create those things. And I said, let's go into the word. The word said he did. I believe the word. Yes, he did. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And they were trying to convince me. No, LV, LV, you keep on teaching these things on the Lord's hour. You, you. And I'm like, oh, man. I said, oh, no. Oh, no. The Lord said me to, to begin these teaching on the Lord's hour. And I'm getting from other Christians telling me that the Lord did not create those things. And I'm like. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, the lack of knowledge. Jesus is God. Thank you, Lord. I, I said, this is going to be difficult for me. This is going to be difficult. I need your prayer. Please pray for me. Please pray for me. Thank you, Lord, because this is not easy. You got people from different countries, different denominations. Thank you, Lord, and praise the Lord. You, I mean, you assume they know all these things. You assume they, they thank you, Jesus. Amen. There it goes. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that, that was made. There you go. Thank you. And that's how I began my Bible study back then. And they were, when I explained how the, how God, uh, thank you, Lord, created everything through his son, hallelujah, and it was through Jesus Christ that everything was creating. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And, man, you know, they leaders, pastor, leaders writing to me. Oh, what you're teaching is very dangerous. Uh, um, you, you need you need to go to school. You need to be school. And, and I'm receiving these emails, and I'm like, but I'm standing on the word. I'm not misleading anyone. I'm teaching the word. How, why do they say I need to go to school? That and then they were telling me, praise the Lord. Oh, it's it, it just it just it is sad. It is sad. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. It's all about Jesus. It's not about us. So, you know, praise the Lord. And, you know, and I, I gone back and forth with the Lord, hallelujah, and the fathers. God agrees that it's fine. The Lord agrees that it's fine. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. And that, that's all we need to stay focused on the Lord. That's it. Praise the Lord. I saw, I saw God with all my heart to make sure that uh, I was not teaching false teaching, that it would, because so many people were coming against me. But the Lord uh, assured me that it was it was His Word, His teaching, His revelation. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. So that's why I have the confirmation from God. Be approved, like Paul said to Timothy. Make sure to show you approved by by God. That God approved what you're doing, and that's what I did. I saw God, and God approved it. Praise the Lord. Jesus approved it, and as long as He did, it's it's His Word, His glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Paul says, beyond controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in spirit, seen by angel, and preached unto the Gentile, believing the world received up into glory. This, you know why? It is a great mystery. It is a great mystery. And if anyone thinks that they know it all, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. As long as you believe the Bible, you believe God's word, he'll, he'll, he'll help you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And these great mysteries, the people in the Old Testament did not know. 
But Paul says beyond controversy. Whatever people say don't matter, in other words. Because this is beyond what they have to say. In other words, great is the ministry of the godliness. God was manifested on the flesh. God. He says God. Jesus Christ is God. Justifying spirit. Thank you, Lord. He has the Holy Spirit more than all the prophets, I would say. But the same spirit they had, he had. Justifying spirit. Thank you, Lord. Seen by angel. Whole heaven was watching Christ, was watching Jesus when he was in the flesh. They were all watching him. This had never happened before. Thank you, Lord, that God came and became flesh. Preach unto all the Gentiles. That's why no one has any excuse. Believe on all the world. Receive unto glory. He is sitting at the right hand of the Father, approved by the Father, received by the Father, loved by the Father. And everything he did is approved by Father God. Why are there people down here disagreeing with that? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We cannot disagree. We have to. If Father, Father God receive him. Not if Father God receive him. We receive him also. Thank you, Lord. What he did is so important. The salvation of the world. Salvation of the world. The Son of God. Blah. Salvation to the world. God used him. As he used him to create everything. He used him to save the world. Mark 4.11. And he said unto them, and unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them are without, but unto them are without, all these things are done in parable. Thank you, Lord. You may not be able to explain what God has done in your life. But you are the evidence of what God has done in your life, the change, the transformation. Because how can you describe what the, the cleansing, the purification, your sin being forgiven? Thank you, Lord. But we have to believe the word. The evidence is in the Bible. Thank you, Lord. But he does what the word says, too. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. His word is fulfilling us. Romans eleven twenty five. For I, brethren, will not have you be ignorant of the mystery, that you should be wise in your own conceit. That the blindness in part that happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile come in. When will the fullness of the Gentile come in? Brothers and sisters, when the rapture happens, that is another word for rapture, the fullness of the Gentile. Brothers and sisters, if you can understand what it says there. The fullness of the Gentile, we, the, our fullness come, thank you, Lord, is when we are raptured, we come to the fullness of Christ that Paul described to the Corinthians. Come to the fullness of Christ. Only we, when we are raptured, when we are taken to heaven, that's when we are manifest, when Christ is manifest through us, brothers and sisters. That's when heaven and angel can look totally, look at us and totally see Christ in us, the hope of glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So that's the fullness. So even Paul is telling the, the Jewish, the Romans, look, this is the, the Israel, this is a mystery. Israel right now is, is, is in blindness, cannot see what is happening. But they're going to understand 
When the bride of Christ is raptured, then I told you years ago that the rapture is a sign to the Jewish people. The rapture is a sign to the Jewish people. Yes, it's a day of glory for us, of joy and happiness, but it's a sign to the Jewish people because the Jewish people don't believe in extraterrestrial, brothers and sisters. They don't believe in aliens. They don't believe in the foolishness of the nation. Not the Jewish people, not the true rabbis. Hallelujah. So when the rapture happened, hallelujah, like Jesus, that Nicodemus said to the Lord, no one can do this unless God is with him. You see, only when God is with someone, Jesus is God, which he is. And their understanding, if he is the Messiah, he then will rapture hundreds of thousands of people and millions of babies. And when he does that, then the rabbis and all the Jewish people said, Jesus, Yeshua, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, was truly the Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach was truly the Messiah of Israel. They're going to say that. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed is he that come in the name of the Lord. That's when they receive him. Thank you, Lord. Blessed is he that come in the name of the Lord. That's when they receive him. But they are going to accept him that he is God, that he is the Messiah. When the rapture happens, when the departing happens, because they are going to know that only God can do that. Only God has the power to, to take so much people to, to the cloud. Because even when you study the, the, the evidence of the aliens, they have never taken more than one or two persons, maybe three. But the Lord is going to take thousands and millions of them in one single second, in a blink of an eye. Thank you, Lord. That's how he's going to take them. So the rabbi will know. Israel will know. That is a sign to the Jewish people. Thank you, Lord. But those aliens are demons. Nothing else but demons. Demonic forces. Romans 16, 25. Now to him who has the power to establish you, according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept since the world began. Now what is God doing here? Thank you, Lord. This is why I said that God, through his Son, has made all things, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. To him who has the power to establish you according to the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. According to all the preaching of Jesus, to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. No one knew about the bride of Christ from the beginning. No one knew about the mystery that God was going to do at the end. That's why you and I are all in a special time. If you are the bride of Christ, if you have received Messiah Jesus, you and I are in a special time, brothers and sisters. Special time. Thank you, Lord. That's what you and I are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Very special time because it was kept secret for them. No, but Paul says it was kept secret. It was kept secret since the world began. No one knew. No one had any idea of this plan of God. Because it's special. The righteous is special. It is a special meeting with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. It was a special meeting with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. First Corinthians 2, 7. But we speak wisdom of God and a mystery even hidden, 
wisdom which God ordained before the world for our glory, says Paul. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Thank you, Lord. These, these profound words that Paul uses are tremendous. Thank you, Lord, I should read it. But we speak wisdom of God in mystery. What are you talking about? Do you know what you're talking about? Well, we're talking wisdom of God in mystery. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. A lot of us will have to go to heaven and sit there and listen to the Lord again just to be refreshed and, com- and, and comprehend all the things we've been saying for you. You say, why, brother? Because this is a mystery. The things you and I are saying are mystery of God. Even hearing wisdom which God ordained before the world for our glory. Our glory, is, what glory is talking about? The glory is the transformation, the change, the glorious body. It's a glory body. Hallelujah. That we're going to receive. All glory belongs to God, but we're going to receive a glory body, a glorified body. Just to make you more understanding. A glorified body, a glory body. How is it a glory, brother? Well, the glory of God is in it. God is in it. What do you mean, brother? Let me explain it clearly to you. The Holy Spirit will be in it. He will be with ye always, says Jesus. How? In the glory body. We, we, he is in us, in our spirit right now, in our heart, in our life. But in the glorified body, he is permanently in it. The glory is in it. Permanently. Will be with you always, said Jesus. There's no way that you can go home and be transformed and receive the glory body and not have the Holy Spirit. No, he's going to be in you always. He's not going to depart. He's right there. Let me explain it to you so you get an idea what I'm talking about. I was taken by the Lord to the millennium. I was walking in the millennium in my glorified body. And in me was the Holy Spirit. I began to talk to him. Him and I were having a conversation, brothers and sisters, so clear, the Holy Spirit and I, so clear. Why? Because he was in me. Right now, it's not the same. But in the millennium, you can speak to the Holy Spirit all, I'm sorry, in the millennium, yes. But in your glorified body, you can speak to the Holy Spirit all day long and hear him 100% clear. Clear. He tells you something, and you hear it clear, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Right now, it's not the same. The flesh is in the way. The flesh is in the way. And so we have to fast and pray and consecrate ourselves. So when, when we talk to the Lord, when the Holy Spirit talks to us, we can hear him clear. I remember years ago when I began fasting and seeking the Lord, I begin to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It is the sweetest voice that you can ever hear. It is the sweetest voice, brothers and sisters, you can ever hear, the Holy Spirit of God. When I began to hear the Holy Spirit talking to me, I was amazed. I wanted more. I get so hungry for the things of God, brothers and sisters. I have such a hunger for God. And I, I, that hunger began in my life years ago. It, it must have been there since God created me. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. But it's the sweetest voice, voice you can ever hear. And when he began to talk to me, I just I just wanted to listen to him always. But I noticed the problem that we have with his flesh. 
we have a big problem with this flesh. But in our glorified body and the glory body, you will always see the Holy Spirit clear. And so in the millennium, the Holy Spirit was talking to me. And he, he was advising me uh, how, to, how, to, how to go about things. He was teaching me. He, he was leading me with a clear, audible voice. Clear, 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 audible voice. Versus, I think that if someone spoke to me in the millennium, which they did, was not as, as clear as the Holy Spirit talking to me. I prefer the Holy Spirit talking to me than any human being because it was more clear than any human being talking to me, brothers and sisters. You didn't have to ask, can you repeat that again? It is clear, clear voice of the Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. And so is the Lord, and so is when you have a, a, a clear, direct communication with God. Clear voice. Thank you, Lord. But I noticed as, as the Lord began talking and leading me that I, I will not have to be focused on, on nonsense and foolishness because sometimes people want to ask God things that they made no sense. And it's not about the plan of God for their lives, neither. We need to learn to, to discern the two. A lot of people have not known. Thank you, Lord. A lot of people have write to me and said, can you please ask the Lord if I'm right with the Lord? Thank you, Lord. If you know you're not repenting your sin, why would you ask the Lord if you're right with him? Common sense. Please use common sense. If you're not, you're not repenting daily, as you should. Why would you even ask God if you're, if you're right with him? You know you're not in your own heart. In your own conscience, you know you're not. Why would you ask God if you are? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Obedience is better than sacrifice, is what God is saying to us. It is better, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. He prefers obedience than anything we could do for him. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one. Behold, I show you a mystery. We should not all be sleep, but we should all be changed. Thank you, Lord. All those that have received Christ, so people don't include sinner who is not repenting here, or the wicked who is not repenting. When he says all, he's talking about the pride of Christ. Hallelujah. I show you a mission. We should all now be asleep. A lot of Christians think that that's it for them. They're going to die, and that's how they're going to go to heaven, they say. Well, that's it. I, I don't know about the rapture. I think I'm just going to die, and then I'm just going to go to heaven. Well, the Apostle Paul clarified that for you and I. He says, we should not all sleep. Not everyone is going to go to the tomb. Not everyone is going to the tomb, brothers and sisters. But we should all be changed. Those that remain alive will be cut up in the air, as Paul says to the Thessalonians. Be cut up in the air to meet the Lord in the air. God has a purpose where a lot of us will be raptured. Other people may die one way or another. But hey, you will still meet the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You will still be with the Lord, which that's what's important. Ephesians 1.9. He has made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. Thank you, Lord. What I'm talking to you tonight, as I say the righteous, the cut out of the party, is the mystery of his will. God will thinks to be this way. He planned it to be this way. He willed that some will sleep. He willed that some will be ratchet. 
this is the word of God, brothers and sisters. This is the word of God. If you're waiting for his coming, you are in the word of God. If you're repenting there and you're seeking the Lord, thank you, Lord. You're washing, you're praying and washing. Thank you, Lord. You're seeking the will of God is what you're doing. When someone asks and says, what are you doing? Always talking about the Rasha and all this. Tell, tell them, hallelujah, that you are, hallelujah, you are seeking the will of God for your life. Continue to seek the will of God for your life. Thank you, Jesus. Because this is the will of God for you and I, brothers and sisters, that we looked up to heaven we're waiting for the rapture. We are repenting. We're praying and watching because we want to go home with the Lord. We want to meet the Lord in the air. This is the word of God for you and I. God meant this since we saw the foundation of the earth. Hallelujah. And if you are seeking the word of God, if you are in the word of God, you are seeking the word of God. Thank you, Lord. If you are not in the word of God, then you are not seeking the word of God. You are not seeking to be cut up to meet the Lord in the air, to be departed, to be raptured. Brothers and sisters, if you don't have that hope in you, as Jesus Jesus said this to me, I remember. If they are not looking for my rapture, I will not rapture them, he says to me. I remember when, because I began to doubt the rapture five, six years ago, I think it was. And I began to doubt, and, and I had to go and pray and fasting and seeking the Lord, praying for a whole year. I said, Lord, so many people telling me the rapture was not real. And I said, no, 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 wait a minute. I need to hear from the Lord about the rapture. Thank you, Lord. And I began to pray about the rapture and fast and just go into the word. Man, when I saw Jesus in that revelation, he says, the rapture, hallelujah, it's mine. Thank you, Lord. And it's in my word, he says. The departing is mine, it's in my word. He opened up the Bible and began to show me. Boom. Boom. Praise the Lord. I, 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 I remember when he, he went through the book of Matthew and went on and on. Hallelujah. He went to the writing of Paul and was just showing me the rapture. Hallelujah. Just showing me the rapture. He says, the rapture is mine, he says. Thank you, Lord. And I said, Wow. Lord, he made it so clear to me. He showed me all over the Bible that the rapture is his. It is his rapture, he said. It's mine. And those that don't believe in my rapture, I will not take them home with me in the rapture. They will have to stay here. They will have to stay there, he said. Man, I began to cry. It was breaking me as he was showing me. It's so clear in the word of God. I said, how can, can we be deceived? But he said it in Matthew 24. Be ye not deceived. Thank you, Lord. Be ye not deceived. That means there will be millions of people deceiving others about the rapture. I mean, you got these men preaching from the pulpit against the rapture, telling people that the rapture is not biblical, the departing, the meeting the Lord in the year. He'll be. He, he, Jesus showed me John 41 that I will be, you will also be too. He opened the Bible to me. He had a Bible in his hand. Thank you, Lord. He loves the word. He's the word. Thank you, Lord. But he wanted to show me for me to believe. And he looked at me and said, and if you don't believe in my rapture, you're not coming home with me. That's why I said, oh, no, Lord, I'm sorry. And I throw myself in the floor. Throw myself on my knees in the floor. I said, Lord, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for doubting your rapture. 
I'm sorry, Lord, for stop believing for stop for stopping to believe in the rapture. And I was crying like a baby. I'm sorry, Lord, please forgive me. He says, I forgive you. Now go and preach about my rapture. Go and preach and tell them that I'm coming for them. Promise in my word that I will come for them. Go tell them that. Thank you, Lord. Say, yes, Lord. I got so excited when he forgave me. Forgive me. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I opened that Bible. Thank you, Lord. And I, I saw the rapture everywhere. I said, oh, man, Lord, thank you. So excited. I've been so excited since he showed me the rapture. Hallelujah. He had a Bible in his hand. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to say that King James Bible, but he had a Bible. Must have been the Geneva. Because the Geneva is the only Bible that talks about the departing. It, it was changing the King James. There's no departing in the King James. There's a falling away in the King James. Not a departing. Yeah, the devil wants people to fall away. But God wants them to depart with Jesus to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for his mercy that awakened me. I was asleep like the rest of the, the people who don't believe in the rapture. Those that are asleep, they need to be awakened. Thank you, Lord. And I praise God because I have people of God writing to me and say, man, I stopped believing in the rapture years ago. And when you came to, talking about the, the rapture and the Lord began to touch me and awaken me and he would not let me sleep, that Elby was right, that what he was bringing with his word, people I began to repent and believe in the rapture again. Praise you, Lord. got myself right with God again. Thank you, Lord. But, you know, when you, do, when you don't believe in the rapture, you have no hope. No hope. You talk to people who don't believe in the rapture, they have no hope. No hope, by the they do whatever. Thank you, Lord. God have mercy. God have mercy on their soul. God have mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is what Paul says to the Ephesians. How by revelation he may not unto me the mystery, as I wrote before a few with a few words. Hallelujah. He may know it unto Paul. Look, Paul, this is the way it is. I am coming for them. Go tell them that, Paul. Thank you, Lord. And Paul said, I, I brought enough before a few words. Here, he's coming in the blink of an eye. Thank you, Lord. Like a thief in the night, Paul wrote. Thief in the night, a few words. Thief in the night, he's coming. Taking his people home. Thank you, Lord. You don't need to make the rapture message long at all. You don't, need to, you don't need to make it long. You just give them a few words. Some thief in the night, in the blink of an eye. That's it. Give them those, those words. Let them pray about that. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 3, 4. Whereby when ye read these, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Thank you, Lord. Mystery of Christ. Yes, because Christ is the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. He is a great mystery. That a lot of people still don't understand. Ephesians 3 9. And to make all men see what is in the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. There you go. He created all things by Jesus Christ. God had not created anything without his Son. Let us make men in our image and in our likeness. He had not made one thing without his son, brothers and sisters. Not one thing that had created without his son. That's why you cannot separate the father and the son. One single thing. 
He made the heaven and the earth by the word of Jesus Christ. The word of Jesus Christ. He made the heaven and the earth by the word. There goes Jesus Christ. Now one thing he made without his son. Thank you, Lord. Through him, through him, all things were made. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is vital truth. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Now, not one single thing has been done in the church but to Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, this is why. Don't believe on people that, that say, that know they're going to do it by this or by that. No. It has to be by Christ. It has to be by the Lord. And those, don't believe in those that separate the, the Holy Spirit from Jesus leader. For the Lord is the Spirit, says Paul. Very clear. The Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is none other than Jesus Christ in spirit. Brothers and sisters, that's why everything is to Jesus. Everything is through the Son. Because he is the Holy Spirit of God. Jesus is the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Ephesians 19. And pray for me that the audience may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. All Paul there was talked about Jesus. That is the gospel of Paul, the entire gospel of Paul. What did he do? He talked about Jesus. He talked about Christ. That is the most powerful gospel, the most powerful message ever preached. All about Jesus Christ dying on the cross. That he died for the sins of the world. Receive Jesus in your heart. That is the whole gospel of all. And that is the great mystery he referred into. Jesus Christ revealing our heart. Thank you, Lord. Colossians 1.26. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages, and from generation, but now it may manifest to his saints. Look how it now manifests to the world, brothers and sisters. The world know him not. The world know him not. So he has to reveal himself to his saints, to his people, to those that are repenting, those that have received him. Thank you, Lord. And in the moment you receive it, you are made son or daughter of God. In the moment you receive Jesus, you are immediately crafted in the, in, in the family of God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Immediately you are crafted in there. Daughter of a son of God. You ask for God protection, God sends his angel. Go, there's my daughter. Go, there's my son. Protect him. You have the right to pray now. You have the right to ask. Whatever you ask in my name, it will be given to you by my father, he says. Clearly, be given to you by my father who is in heaven. You pray, Father God says, there's my daughter, pray. There's my son. Go protect him. Thank you, Jesus. If the devil is bothering you, Father, remove this devil from our life. Yes, my daughter. Yes, my son. The devil runs right away. Thank you, Lord. But you need to know your right as a, as a daughter and a son of God. You need to know who you are. You're a family of God. You become family of God immediately. Sons and daughters of God through Jesus Christ's son. The blood cleanses you. That's why you have to repent your sins every day. People are lazy to repent, brothers and sisters. People are lazy to repent. And that's part of the problem. That's why the enemy attacks people so much. 
because people are lazy to repent. And when you are lazy to repent, you give the devil a place in your life. You give the devil a place. He has no right to you, absolutely no right. But how do he gain right to you? You give it to him. Who gave the devil the right to the garden and everything in the garden? Adam did and Eve. They did. Did God gave the devil the right? No, God didn't do that. Adam and Eve did. And then to the light too. That's why he attacked and killed most of the generation, the devil in them. Because they gave the devil the right. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. But if they had given it to Jesus, he came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's all that's all Jesus wants for you. Don't let the devil deceive your life to you. All Jesus wants to give you is life and give it to you abundantly, that you'll live forever. That's the abundant life. Eternal life in Christ is what he wants to give you. Brothers and sisters, that's the abundant life. The abundant life is also his blood. His blood cleanses you. You live more. You live more. You live more. That's why you cannot stop repenting. Thank you, Lord. The blood cleanses you. Colossians 1.27. To them God will make known what are the riches of the glory of the mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ and you, the hope of glory. Oh, I thank you, God, for Jesus. I thank you, Father, for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is the hope of glory, brothers and sisters. Jesus will be the glory you're going to wear in your glorified body. You and I have a glorified body waiting for us in heaven. When will we receive it, Brother Elvie? In the blink of an eye. I love that glorified body because it's thinner than this body that I have. This body that I have, somehow my belly's been growing. And I have to exercise to bring my belly down. And that's very uncomfortable and very painful. But in my glorified body, I'm so thin. I'm, I'm, not, much older, I'm not much older than 20 in my glorified body. But in this body, I'm going to be 44 in April. So this body makes me twice older than in my glorified body. In my glorified body is Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory in your glorified body. There's no way you can age with Christ in you. He will be in you forever. And you will not never age. I got so amazed when the Lord took me to uh, the New Jerusalem in the millennium. And I, I shook hands. Listen carefully to this. I shook hands were redeemed over than 6,000 years old. Older than 4,000 years old, I shook hands with them. I actually sat in the millennium in a bank to listen to a teaching from a redeemed older than 4,000 years old. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. And every word that, that came out of his mouth, I was amazed. I was amazed, brothers and sisters. He, they don't look no more older than 20, 25 years old. No more older than that, brothers and sisters. And my goodness, they look young and beautiful and full of life. And they're more than 4,000 years old, and they don't even age, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. They don't even age. They look young. Praise you, Lord. They look healthy. They look full of life. Brothers and sisters, we, we got to think about eating every day. They don't even think about those things. 
They don't even come to their mind that they have to eat to live. They have to eat well to live. They better watch out what they eat. They better eat vegetable. They better eat this. They better eat that. That's not even in their mind. I love my glorified body. I don't have to think about food. I don't, if I don't want to eat, I don't have to eat. In your glorified body, you don't have to eat. You don't have to think about food. Brothers and sisters, that's what God has for us. Eternal life. The hope of glory in us. Jesus in us. His glory in us. Glorified body. Hallelujah. I try to invest in every day. Sometimes I ask myself, how do, how do I gain weight? If I don't, I don't eat meat, I don't, no meat. Fish, yes, fish is a meat. Some people say, fish is a meat, brother Ellie. My father-in-law was telling me, he, he opened up the Bible this week and said, hey, let me show you that. In the Bible, fish is a meat. And looked it up and said, I said, okay. But see, I don't eat, I don't eat meat. I don't eat none of those things. I don't, I don't eat anything that's supposed to really make me fat. Praise or make me gain weight is what I meant. Some people say I'm not fat. Praise the Lord. But again, thank you, Lord. It is better not to gain weight or extra weight that you don't need. Thank you, Lord. Colossians 2 2. Now their heart might be comforted, being knit together and loved unto all the riches of the full of the assurance of understanding, that they may acknowledge the mystery of God and the Father. And of Christ, listen to this. You can only acknowledge God through Jesus Christ and have the right information about God. See, the Father reveals the Son, but the Son reveals the Father. How can you know about God unless Jesus reveals it to you? You cannot. That's the problem with people on earth studying the Bible, not believing in Christ, not believing that Christ is. Thank you, Lord. Emmanuel, God with us. So they are not going to get the knowledge from the Father that they want because they're not, they're not doing it to Christ. They're doing it to their own history and this and that. And they're not getting the knowledge they want. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I began to teach about Jesus the Messiah and, and some of the Bible studies I have brought. A rabbi sat down to listen to the Lord's Tower. And the rabbi said, oh, man, you gave so much good information there. Some information he didn't receive. But when I talked about the Messiah, hallelujah, he, he I tell you something, when he talked, when he, he listened and listened to it, he said he could not stop listening. But he said it was very edifying. He said, this is the word he used. It was very edifying. Thank you, Lord. But he says a lot, most of the information was good. Praise the Lord, because they don't believe that Jesus, Yeshua, is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. He is the Messiah. Thank you, Lord. But it's also true that God has not done anything except through the Messiah. And he's not going to do anything except through the Messiah. And everything he's doing in the, on the earth and on his people, he's doing it through the Messiah. Thank you, Lord. If the Holy Spirit is in your life, that is Messiah Jesus. If any change is going on in your life, that is Messiah Jesus, because only Messiah brings change. That's why the Jewish people cannot be established where God wants them to be unless the Messiah comes and does it, brothers and sisters. Only the Messiah 
can put Jacob in his place and set Jacob where God wants us to be. Because God had done everything through the Messiah. He had never done anything but all through the Messiah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Love his word. That was the gospel of Paul. That was the gospel of Ravi. If you want to call him Ravi, Paul, the apostle Paul. Colossians 4.3. Besides praying also for us, that God will open unto us a door and ordinance to speak the mystery of Christ, which I am also in bond. Thank you, Lord. Paul put his entire life, brothers and sisters, his entire life was to preach the hope of Christ, that Christ is. Christ is the hope of glory. And Paul, his whole life was to, to teach about Christ. He saw that his life has no meaning or no important without Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Christ is the hope of glory. And Paul, hallelujah, gave all his life after he met Christ, after he encountered salvation, which is Jesus Christ, to teach about Christ only, because he saw that Christ is the only hope for salvation to humanity. There's no other hope. There is no other hope, and that includes Jewish, Greek, and Gentile, which is everyone. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. Second Thessalonians 7. For the mystery of iniquity is already at work. Only who now hold it back will hold him back until he is taken out of the way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Who is holding everything back? The Messiah. Thank you, Lord. You see, people argue and say, the Holy Spirit. Then they, they, they're speaking about the Holy Spirit like he is someone separate from Jesus. And that is wrong. That is wrong. If you say to a Jewish person that the Messiah is the one holding everything back, that makes sense. Because God had done everything through the Messiah. Our, our Bible says it. I hear rabbis even using the, the New Testament now to argue these things. Yahweh, they say, Yahweh or Yahweh had done and created everything through Messiah. Why will at the end change his mind and now create things through the Holy Spirit? They are right. They are right. That's why Paul said, for the Lord is the Spirit. And he that holds it back is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. It is Jesus, the Messiah, holding everything back, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Yes, the Holy Spirit here to protect the bride. That cannot be confused. The Holy Spirit here with the bride, as Jesus said, I will go, but I will ask the Father for another counselor, that he will be with you forever. That's the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ in spirit. There is no other than the Messiah. That's why when the rabbis say that God does everything through the Messiah from the beginning, why will he change and do it differently now at the end? Which they say that's what the bride, what's the, that's what the church is preaching. They're right. Because Ravi Paul, the apostle Paul said, but the Messiah, but the spirit is the Messiah. Just so you understand what he said in Hebrew. But the Spirit is the Lord. But the Spirit is the Messiah. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit is the Messiah. And that's Jesus Christ. You cannot separate them. They're one. They are one. The Holy Spirit and Jesus are one. They're the same person. I remember when Jesus 
I saw the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, I saw Jesus and turned himself into the Holy uh, Sorry, I saw the Holy Spirit and turned himself into Jesus. Right in front of me. When I saw that, I wow, Lord. And he was, the Lord was laughing. He was smiling when he did it. Because he made so clear to me that what Paul said, for the Lord is the Spirit. <laughs> the Messiah and the Spirit is the same. It is the same. He always said the Lord is one God, yes. So, although they may look different, because they do a bit, but it's the same person. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you what happens to me in the throne. When when I seen, uh, uh, when I was in the throne, and Jesus was next to me, the Lord was standing next to me. In front of me, next to the throne of the Father, to the left was the Holy Spirit. To the right is the Lord. But the Lord had come down from the throne and was standing with me before the Father called me in to speak to me. And and the Holy Spirit was looking at me with a straight eyes, brothers and sisters. His eye was full of flame. The Holy Spirit's eyes was full of flame at this time. And he was looking straight to me. I can feel I can feel his eye penetrating my soul in heaven. Thank you, Lord. He was penetrating my soul, his eye, full of fire. Thank you, Lord. Now I understand that, that those eyes were burning out of me, whatever doubt, whatever I had in my heart. I, I shared with people many years ago, before, over 20 plus years ago, before I came to the full knowledge of Christ, I had the Jehovah Witness come to me in New Jersey when I was a teenager going to high school, brothers and sisters. And I had studied over two years with the Jehovah Witnesses. And they began to tell me that the Holy Spirit was not a, was not God, and that He was not a person. That He was uh, like electricity. They say the plan God is the, the the plan of electricity, or the power plan, and the Holy Spirit is the power that goes around the city. That's how they describe it to me. But when I came to the knowledge of the Lord, I confessed Jesus as my Savior. After that, one nine, as the Father spoke to me. The father was speaking to me in Hebrew. I could not understand the father, but it was like I should know Hebrew. And then, yes, I should know Hebrew. And brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit began to translate to me. To me, that was a, a shocker. That was a shock to me. What? I was told that the Holy Spirit was only a force. And it was a person talking to me. Father God wanted me to know that his spirit was a person. And the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, translating what the Father was doing, was saying. But I knew right there, as he was talking to me, that I, it was a person talking to me. Yes, he's God, but it was a person talking to me. My goodness, that I began to repent that false teaching of the Jehovah Witnesses. They were trying to put to my hand a false teaching about the Holy Spirit. And I hold, oh, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for believing that the Holy Spirit was, was, a, was a force, that he's a person. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. After I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. He is a gentle, beautiful person. And him and Jesus don't look the same. But it is it is it, he is the Holy the Holy Spirit. He is God. He stands at the at the left hand of the Father. You got the throne of God, Father in the middle. At the right hand of Jesus, at the left is the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters. 
Thank you, Lord. And I know there's a lot of, about the Holy Spirit that we don't know. I know that, brothers and sisters. There's a lot about the Holy Spirit we don't know. But I caution people to be, be very cautious with the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters. The Holy Spirit is very gentle. Hallelujah. And blaspheming the Holy Spirit can be easy also. When Jesus was preaching the message of Father, people were criticizing his message. And Jesus told them, be careful that they won't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Because it's the word that, that I speak says Paul, are spirit and true. The word that Jesus was speaking was spirit and true, were empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was 100% in the word Jesus was speaking. The Holy Spirit is 100% in the word of God. He is 100%. I see it's 100% in the pride of Christ. Not in everyone, but the disciple preaching the book of that, be full with the Holy Spirit. Be full with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit is much easier than what a lot of people think. You you can criticize the word, prophet from the Lord, that the Holy Spirit is using. Praise the Lord, you can be getting in more trouble than what you think. And that's the only unforgiving sin, brothers and sisters. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit is very simple, but it's very dangerous. Because God will not forgive those who blaspheme his spirit. That is his spirit, brothers and sisters. I will pull my spirit upon no flesh, the Lord says. That's his spirit. He promised to put it upon no flesh, but that's his spirit. I will pull my spirit upon no flesh, he said to the prophet Joel in chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. People can blaspheme the Holy Spirit and don't even know it and get themselves in more trouble than what they want. Because they will want to repent in the, in, in, in the tribulation and then find out that, re, that, that forgiveness don't come to them. Find out that they're just going to have to stay like the rest and go nowhere. Just go to the judgment, go to destruction. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So always be careful. I, I repent to the Lord for, for offending the Holy Spirit or sinning against the Holy Spirit every day, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. I had, there was a prophet on, on YouTube saying, there are people in the border that blaspheming the Holy Spirit and they don't even know. Thank you, Lord. That's why I tell you, if someone speaks from the Lord, don't say it's not from God. No, you know enough that it's not from God. Just because you don't like the message, don't say, oh, that message is not from God. Or what he says is not from God. What she says is not from God. Be careful. Because it might be the Holy Spirit giving that person that word. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then you keep being in a lot of trouble with God. The Lord is teaching me that, that when people make a mistake, when people make a mistake and say something, hallelujah, God, God is merciful. God is merciful. When he said, when the Lord said that people were in, in, in the borders of blaspheming the Holy Spirit, that means they're saying things very dangerous, but God is being merciful. God is not quick to judge. Remember that. God is not quick to judge people. Thank you, Lord. But don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And when you are convicted that what you said was wrong, repent. Because the Holy Spirit also convicts us, brothers and sisters, in our heart and our mind. Thank you, Lord. So when you are convicted, be quick to repent, brothers and sisters. 
Don't say like a lot of people say, oh, I repented yesterday. I don't need to repent today. Be careful with that. One thing the Lord Jesus told me he didn't like, when I began to tell people to repent, and some people say, why do you need to repent so much? You know, if you did it last week or yesterday, you don't need to do it again. The Lord says to me, I saw when you were telling people to repent, and they were saying you don't need to repent so much. That was not pleasing to me, the Lord says. I saw what they were saying. My son continued to tell my people to repent, he says to me. My son, please continue to tell my people to repent. I said, yes, Lord, I will. He is not happy with those that are telling people, you don't need to repent so much. Okay? You don't need to. You don't need to. You don't need to. Praise the Lord. You don't need to. Listen to those people that are telling you not to repent too much, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. We need to repent a lot because we sin a lot. Think about how much do you sin daily. And I'm not judging you. I'm not here to judge you. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But think about it. How much do we sin in our mind and our heart with our thinking, with our speaking? We sin in so many different ways. So why do we think that we can sin but we don't need to repent? Brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Even if the pastors are telling you you don't need to repent so much, don't be careful. Tell your pastor that you sing a lot, that it's better for you to repent. Thank you, Lord. Don't disrespect your pastor by telling the truth. If you sing a lot, why don't you need to repent? Thank you, Lord. It is better to repent and let the blood of Jesus cleanse us and in, 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 in make us righteous, right standing with God always. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Jesus told me that. The Lord Jesus told me this himself. He, was, he is not pleased with those that are telling people they don't need to repent so much. He is not pleased with them, brothers and sisters. He is not pleased. The message needs to be the message of repenting, he told me. He told me, continue to tell my people to repent, he says to me. Those were the word of Jesus himself talking to me, brothers and sisters. I listen carefully to the Lord so I can do what he's telling me. And I'm not going to stop to tell people to repent daily. It's what we need to do, brothers and sisters. The Lord wants it. God wants it, and God is pleased. God is pleased, brothers and sisters. Father, God is pleased. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to leave it out to here. I want to rest my throat. Thank you, Lord. I, I want God willing to come on tonight, tomorrow night also and share the word of the Lord. There's so many Bible verses here. Thank you, Lord, that I wanted to share. But we can we can go ahead and go on tomorrow night. There's so much mystery that Paul talks about. Thank you, Lord. And so, praise you, Jesus. I want to continue talking about this mystery, the hope of glory, which is Jesus Christ. That is your hope. That is my hope. Let's continue to repent daily. Thank you, Lord. Listen to this message that I preached back in 2012 for the, rest, for the remaining of the program. Thank you, Lord. And see if, if the message has changed. If what the Lord sent me to preach has changed, because I don't Your see love, hallelujah. Anymore. Your love that endures forever, hallelujah. Welcome to the Lord's Hour, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Tonight, I believe we're going to have a wonderful program, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. We had a wonderful program this past weekend, hallelujah. And God has spoken to our life, uh, and we're so excited, hallelujah, to bring, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah, another program today. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope our sister Tommy 
Hallelujah. So send me an email. She's doing great. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, the headache went away. Hallelujah. God is good. God, uh, God is so wonderful. He just wants his people to be healed. He wants to heal us. Hallelujah. He wants to. Hallelujah. Praise God. Give us freedom in God. Hallelujah. That's what the Lord wants to do in our lives so we may have life and have it abundantly, but are able to enjoy that life in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And if we're in sin, we're not able to enjoy the life that God wants you and I to enjoy. This is why, hallelujah, we got to stay away from sin. Hallelujah. Because sin keeps you away from enjoying the life that God wants you to enjoy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And we welcome our sister Tommy. Hallelujah. Who was not able to be on the show last night because of our headaches. Hallelujah. Yesterday. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. She's a mighty woman of God, hallelujah. And, and um, when when my wife needed prayer, when when we took our uh, wife to my wife to the hospital because of the baby uh, wanted to come out sooner than, than than the time appointed for him to be born, hallelujah. Uh, praise God. They uh, her and, and her sister Amy pray, and God put His hand. God moved when they pray. They're a mighty, faithful woman of God, hallelujah. When they pray, God listen to them, and God moves. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And God did a miracle that day when my wife was in the hospital. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful to, to the Lord first and for my sister, hallelujah, who I, can, who I can ask them for prayer, and they will pray. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And they went, they've been a wonderful to a God, vessels of God, to, to bless this program uh, um, financially and spiritually. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. They have helped me right from the beginning. Hallelujah. I don't know how, how we met. I don't know how they were led into my life, into this ministry. Hallelujah. I don't remember. Maybe they do. Hallelujah. But since the day I met them, hallelujah, uh, praise God through this program, they have been a wonderful help. Hallelujah. And I thank God for them. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, today, hallelujah, we want to talk about the, the, the supernatural hand of God over, over humanity. That is the topic of the message today. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And we're, not, we're going to compare other major events in the Bible where God directly intervened Hallelujah to 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 us to humanity Hallelujah, and, and we're we're going to compare everything God did and compare it to the rapture to the coming of the Lord because the the rapture according to uh, Matthew twenty five the parable of the ten virgin is another supernatural intervention of God, okay, so it, it, right from Genesis to Revelation. Uh, God, it doesn't show many times where God intervened directly, where the Lord himself intervened, hallelujah, but there's a few events where the Lord himself intervened, hallelujah, uh, supernaturally, hallelujah, either through himself or, or, or through angel. Although God has been the one doing everything, even though he sends angels, he is the one empowering them to do anything, hallelujah. He does everything through them, hallelujah, all glory to God always, and to the Lord, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So so this is why we cannot take the return of Christ to the, uh, through the rapture 
Hallelujah. Just like a, like anything else, because it's not. Hallelujah. It's God, it's the Lord Jesus Christ himself, hallelujah, intervene for humanity again. It's a special event. The rapture is a special event. Hallelujah. With the Lord himself, creator of heaven and earth, will intervene for us again, will take uh, us out of here, hallelujah, out of this earth, hallelujah. And there are many things in the Bible, many things that happen that we can compare it to. Hallelujah. And I, I like this passage, Genesis 5, because in Genesis 5, hallelujah, Enoch, talks about Enoch, hallelujah. It says, when Enoch lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years, hallelujah, and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Now, I look at two more other uh, uh, translations of the Bible. And the other translation of the Bible says, Walking in close uh, fellowship with God. Uh, this is another translation. Then one day he disappeared because God took him. Another translation said, Hallelujah. Praise God, Hallelujah. Enoch walked with God and he was not seen no more. For God took him. Hallelujah. So it's, it's a direct intervention from God himself. Hallelujah. That which is could be compared to the rapture. Hallelujah. This can be compared to the rapture. That is exactly what's going to happen in the rapture. What is going to happen compared to Enoch? It says Enoch was no more in the first translation. The church will be no more because God took him away because God will take the church away. Hallelujah. Now, the second translation, walking in close relationship with God. The church is walking in, in, in close relationship with God. And one day he disappeared. And one day the church will disappear because God took him, because God took the church. So, third translation now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Enoch walked with God. The church walked with God. And he was seen no more. And she was not seen no more for God took him because God took her, the church again, hallelujah. God's people again, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. So that's, this is what's going to happen compared to Enoch. Enoch was a type of the rapture, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Enoch's life was a type of the rapture. He walked in fellowship with God. He walked with God, and God took him, hallelujah. And what is the requirement for, for the rapture? You need to be walking in fellowship with God, in relationship to Rabbi Jesus. This is why we say you need a rabbi, and you need Rabbi Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. You need to be walking in fellowship with him. You need to be walking in relationship with him. Hallelujah. And one day, which is very soon, which is imminent, hallelujah, in your fellowship with God, hallelujah, and you're walking with God, you are going to disappear. You are going to be taken away. Hallelujah. You will not be seen no more, according to the third translation. Hallelujah. That's what's going to happen to you and I. We will not be seen no more. We are going to be taken away. Praise God. Hallelujah. That is the rapture of the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. Another, another one that we can compare it to. Hallelujah. Praise Genesis 7. Uh, when when North was told by God, Praise God, hallelujah, to make an ark, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. It says that 
in Genesis 7, uh, 7, 16, the animal going with the female and everything, living thing, and God has commanded Noah, then the Lord shot him in. The Lord shot him in. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the female, and now, praise God, hallelujah. And another translation said, hallelujah, clearly, that that God closed the door. This is our second translation. God closed the door. In the parable of the ten virgin, it says they are very clear that the Lord closed the door. Hallelujah. Sooner than the rapture happens, hallelujah, the Lord will close the door compared, compared to the times of Noah. Now, how also it compare when the ark uh, was taken out by the water? The church will be taken. The water symbolized the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The water symbolized the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Living water will be the Holy Spirit hallelujah, in us. Hallelujah. So the water is compared to the Holy Spirit. Again, the water took up Enoch and his family. The Holy Spirit will take the church up to meet with the Lord in the cloud. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. You see the comparison there? The comparison there? Very clear comparison there. Now, Genesis 2. I wanted a way to share Genesis 2 because I want to make a movie DVD about Genesis 1, 2, and 3. The mighty, mighty revelation the Lord has given me about Genesis 1, Genesis 2, and Genesis 3. And I wanted to make this DVD first. But I'm going to share this revelation in Genesis 2. Hallelujah. The rapture in Genesis 2. Hallelujah. Praise God. So in Genesis 2 says, Then the man gave name to all the livestock, the birth of the sky, and all the winds of the animal, of the wild animal. Hallelujah. But Adam... Hallelujah. No suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was asleep, he took one of the man's ribs. Hallelujah. And then closed up the place where the flesh. And then the Lord God made a woman from the rib. Hallelujah. He has taken out of the man. He, he, he brought her to the man. Hallelujah. Now, what happened here? I want you to pay attention to this now. Hallelujah. Adam is made from the dust. All right? Hallelujah. Eve, hallelujah, is taken out of the dust. You see the, you see the rapture there? Eve, representing the bride, is taken out of the dust, out of the earth. Hallelujah. You see the rapture there? Hallelujah. Praise God. Eve is taken out of the, out of the earth. Hallelujah. Out of the dust. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. That is a clear rapture there. Clear rapture. Eve was taken from Adam. The church... Adam represents the earth. The church will be taken from the earth by the Lord. God himself intervened. That's another direct supernatural intervention of God. There, hallelujah, praise Jesus. If you can see it, how many of you can see it, hallelujah? Can I get a one or amen or a yes? Hallelujah. How many of you can see the supernatural intervention of God? He was taken from Adam, which represents the earth, does. Hallelujah. The church will be taken from the earth by God. Another intervention. Another rapture. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. It's all in the Bible, people of God. And this is Genesis. I'm, I'm sharing to you from Genesis. Hallelujah. As God closed the door behind North and his family, so the Lord will close the door. Right. Way until I share to you what the Lord revealed to me in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Hallelujah. You're going to be amazed. The Lord is so wonderful, 
so much in the Bible, hallelujah, so much, so much, so much. Even everything that is going happening now is in Genesis. Everything that is going to happen is in Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Hallelujah. And if we go further to Genesis 5, everything, hallelujah, that happens in history, everything that is happening now, everything that is going to happen is in Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. But I'm going to make a video about just Genesis, hallelujah, 1, 2, and 3. Praise God, hallelujah. A DVD, which I'm going to send to my brothers and sisters, hallelujah. It will be a great blessing at the revelation because I want to use graphic material in the computer to show people when, when I'm explaining something that it will help people understand the Word of God. The Word of God will come alive as you, hallelujah, see this. Now, the, the Tower of Abel, hallelujah, praise God. Genesis, hallelujah, 11. But the Lord came down to see the city of the Tower of Babel. We're building, hallelujah. The Lord says, hallelujah, that they were building. And the Lord said, if as people speak in the same language, they begun to do this, hallelujah, then nothing they plan will be impossible for them. Now, what was the purpose of the, of the Tower of Babel? To go up, to go up, to go to heaven, hallelujah, a man's own um, ways. They wanted to go to heaven on their own way. Hallelujah. Not by God's ways. God, hallelujah, like, like he took Enoch, hallelujah, wants to take us to heaven. Hallelujah. But they wanted to go on their own, by their own strength, by their own technology. Hallelujah. By their own experience. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Which also represent uh, these people going to the planet, to, to, to Mars, to the moons, to Mars and all that. Hallelujah, by their own strength and by all this. And what is all this going to bring? Confusion. Hallelujah. Nothing else but confusion. God will confuse them. Hallelujah. And the time will become where human beings will not understand themselves. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, and also it shows in the family how much confusion is going on into the family. Praise God. Even into their own scientist kids. Hallelujah are being confused, confused in, school, in school, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So all this confusion that is going around the world right now, that people say I'm confused, I'm confused, hallelujah. More people are ending up in mental health, getting uh, drinking to be, uh, has to be drinking pale. And I heard a report, a report uh, I believe it was yesterday, about how, my, how many people just in the United States has to be taking pale, Pills daily. Hallelujah. Praise God. Confusion is coming. Hallelujah. Praise God. For them to wanting to go up. Hallelujah. Like the Tower of Abel. Hallelujah. So confusion is coming. Hallelujah. God will not allow them to go very far. If you study the, the Tower of Abel there, they were allowed to go far. Hallelujah. But not too far. God set a limit to them. Hallelujah. God set a limit, and from there down, they were not able to go any further. And then the consequence was confusion. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And, and that confusion had led people not to understand one another. Hallelujah. And, and, and it's been said that people are, are not getting smarter. Hallelujah. A lot of studies show that humanity are not really getting smarter. Hallelujah. Praise God. They say that in the last, in, uh, from 20 years back, there were more discovery that came out, hallelujah, than what have come in the last 20 years, hallelujah. 
Praise God, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So as we continue to go against God, we're not going to get uh, uh, smarter. We're, go uh, we're going to get worse. Uh, people say dumb or, 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 or ignorant or, or praise God, hallelujah. But one of the key is confusion, hallelujah. The only way we're not going to have confusion is if we obey the Lord and keep his commandment. The people in the Bible, hallelujah, they were seeking their own interests instead of seeking God. Hallelujah. And God came down and put an end to that. God will not allow humanity to go far enough, hallelujah, than what they think they want, they want to go. Hallelujah. God is going to bring an end to that. The Lord himself will intervene and will stop them like he did with the Tower of Abel. That's the greatest example we have in the Bible, hallelujah. And if we can study even deeper, there's a lot of more information in there. Praise God, hallelujah. Right? It says, if as one people speaking in the same language huh, have begun to do this, hallelujah. As I said also, when you when you when people speaking in the same language, it also means people having the same understanding, okay? People having the same science, the same technology, hallelujah. Praise God, the same information, hallelujah. People even going to the same uh, um, um, same colleges, hallelujah. Like everybody going to Harvard School, hallelujah. But still, the Lord will come down and, and bring them confusion. They will get confused, and they will not be able to understand furthermore than what they already have. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. So it's one example that we can take in the Bible, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. We got to take this example, and we got to uh, very carefully, hallelujah, uh, meditate on the example we got in the Bible, in the Tower of Abel, hallelujah. Let me continue there, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. It says, so come, come, let us go down, says God, and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So, again, right there, hallelujah, we'll not be able to communicate, hallelujah, or understand, understand it, the understanding, the knowledge, the, the, the praise God, the study that they have about it. They will, come, they, they will become confused about it, and they will not move further into more. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. The Lord will, will confusion. So you know, even, even that they gone to Harvard or gone anywhere, they, they, they say it, hallelujah. They will still be confused. They will still not be able to communicate one another really the way they, they should. Hallelujah. To go even further. Hallelujah. God will not allow them. Hallelujah. So the Lord scattered them from, from all over the earth. Hallelujah. And they stopped building the city. Hallelujah. Praise God. So everybody's going to go on their own way. That's what's going to happen. It's going to cause division. Then coming against God, they're going to divide themselves. Hallelujah. They will not be able to stand together coming against God. And if they do come together against God, they will be divided again. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. What what did uh, Psalms, uh, uh so David says in the psalm, hallelujah, that, that they will come to you organized in one way, and then they will, they, they, will, they will go away, hallelujah, they will run away, scatter to different ways, hallelujah. It's clear in the book of Psalm, hallelujah, praise God. So that's what's going to happen to these people who, who, who are using technology, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, to try to conquer the heavens, hallelujah. God will allow them certain limits. 
but they will not go too far with it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So God was cattle, and then that is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language, hallelujah, of the whole world. Hallelujah. And when it says that the whole world is including every country, every nation, every people, hallelujah. So uh, it happens one, and the same example continue. Hallelujah. Praise God. Remember what, what the Lord says that the word through the mouth of Isaiah, I believe it's in Isaiah 56, the word that comes out of his mouth will not return boy. So once God spoken something, once God said, if they do this, they will be confused. That word, hallelujah, will not return boy. That word, hallelujah, according to the scientists, listen to this. People, that, the scientists that study sound, okay, and when you speak, hallelujah, your word, your, what you spoke, don't go away. Your, the sounds of your voice don't go away. It will stay flowing in the earth. It will move back and forward, hallelujah, but it will not, it will not die. Your voice never die. What you have spoken will never die. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. It will stay, they call it echo. It will stay echoing around the earth, hallelujah. And this could be studied easy in a cave. Scientists are going to cave to study our sounds, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because the boys around the earth come into the cave, and the, the sounds echo in the cave, and they can record that with mics, hallelujah. Even they've been spoken days ago, it's still echoing in the earth. Imagine when God spoke his word, and the Lord says, the Bible says that his word will not return boy. Hallelujah. It's not boy. It's still out there. So when these men get together to try to go to the heaven, to try to conquer the heaven, hallelujah, confusion will come on them. And more confusion will come to the earth. That's what's going to happen. More confusion will come to family. That's what's going to happen. That's what the, the Tower of Abel teaches us. That word that God spoke there, it will not return boys to God. Boy, hallelujah. It will do the effect that God has spoken. So as we men try to conquer the heaven, hallelujah, more confusion will come into the family. And I know where, like it says in, in Deuteronomy 28, the, it will, people will be cursed. If they not listen to his word, they will be cursed by God. Hallelujah. More cursed because the word has spoken. Hallelujah. Not that God is going to curse them again. It's that God already spoke the word in Genesis. And the word is going out as an echo. Hallelujah. And it will meet those who are doing the same thing that the people in Babel were doing. So this is why we got brothers and sisters, we got to be very careful how we even live and, and walk down here. As we walk in obedience, all these curses spoken Hallelujah, in Deuteronomy 28, will come on upon our life. And people that are listening to me, many people knows what I'm saying. You know, like this brother says to me, I'll be for 40 years or more, the devil is coming against me, and he, you know, and he's been doing a lot of harm to my life, hallelujah. And I told him, are you being obedient to the Lord? Because, you know, uh, uh, the Lord is calling us into obedience, hallelujah. And we need to stay away from disobedience. All these curses and this it's spoken in the Bible. It's going to come up on our life, and what's going to happen? Hallelujah! How they, they're going to 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 conquer us. They're going to call, come over us, and our family will be cursed. Our kids, our sons and daughters. Hallelujah! So we got to be obedient, so we, so we can be blessed. Hallelujah! 
Only, only through, through obedience, hallelujah, I'm going to go to Deuteronomy, so you know what I'm saying, 28, uh, only through obedience, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, blessing will come, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah. It says Deuteronomy 28, 1, I'm going to read, if you truly obey the Lord your God and carefully follow his command, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you a high above all the nations of the earth, and all these blessings will Come on you. This is something that, that Pastor John, before he went to heaven, which I also seen him in heaven later on, spoke to me about before he left. Hallelujah. The Lord had given him great wisdom about this. Hallelujah. And and, and he, he, in a Bible study once, him and I, he shared with me this revelation from this word. He says, Brother Elvie, listen to what it says in Deuteronomy 28. Just pay attention carefully. And he says, look how the Lord said they will come on you. Why does it say that? Because God already spoke his word. And the word is in the earth, that's in the air. And it will and it will come on you if you if you if you listen to the Lord, if you obey the Lord. The blessing will come on you. So as the curse will come on you too. Hallelujah. Because it's already been spoken. And that word, the scientists are finding out when you speak a word, it don't go it, it, it just don't die. It just don't die. And the Lord says in his word, clearly, then the Jewish people also believe this. The rabbi, they teach us that too, hallelujah, from the Torah, from the Bible. The word of God don't die. It stays in the air. It stays flowing back and forward, and it will reach you and I, either for blessing or for curse. Hallelujah. But if we listen to the Lord and we obey the Lord, it will come for blessing, not for curse. You, If you are blessed by God, let me tell you this, and it's in the word of God, you can search this out. If you are blessed by God, you cannot be cursed. Hallelujah. And you say, Brother Elby, where is that in the Bible? I'm going to repeat it again. If you are blessed by God, you cannot be cursed by anybody. Hallelujah. You cannot be cursed if you are blessed by God. You say, Brother Elby, where is that in the Bible? Go back to Genesis. No, it's not Genesis. Hallelujah. I believe it's Exodus. Or numbers, I believe it's a number. When Balaam tried to curse the Israel people, when God had blessed them, and they were walking in obedience. Hallelujah. Look, look up that story there. Hallelujah in the Bible. Hallelujah. And read, hallelujah, that God told Balaam that his people could not be cursed. He could not curse them. He told them, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Hallelujah. Because what God has blessed cannot be cursed. So as you and I are walking in obedience, hallelujah, and once we're walking in obedience, we're under the blessing, the curse cannot come upon you and I. It cannot, because we're under the blessing. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if anybody tries to curse you, the devil try to curse you, it doesn't matter who. It cannot come upon your life if you are under God's blessing. Hallelujah. You can look that has been spoken into your life. Hallelujah. The spoken word, hallelujah, is, is so powerful, especially the word of God. This is why we got to stand on the word of God. Praise Jesus. Lord. I'm going to move on now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Exodus 3, hallelujah. Um, when Jesus Christ, God intervened again directly, hallelujah. It says there in verse 1, now Moses was Tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, 
He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Herod, Herod, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire, a fire from, from within a bush. Moses saw that the bush was on fire, but it did not burn. So Moses thought, I will go over and see the strange side. Why did the bush that not burn up? So when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. There you go. That was God intervening again, hallelujah, for his people. Direct intervention, which is compared to the rapture. It will be a direct intervention from God, okay? The second coming will be another direct intervention from the Lord. Hallelujah. But the rapture, if you read Genesis 25, hallelujah, which I, uh, not Genesis, Matthew 25, you will see that the Lord will come in the midnight hour for the bridegroom. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The bridegroom will come in the midnight hour for the church, for his people, for the bride. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Direct intervention from God. That's what's happened in, in, in to the uh, Jewish people through Moses, a direct intervention from God. Hallelujah. So it symbolizes, hallelujah, that when God intervenes, there's a supernatural uh, uh, power, you can call it force, hallelujah, that intervenes in our life uh, that will make things happen according to the word of God. This is not man intervening. But this is now God directly intervened. Hallelujah. Praise God. Although God used Moses, hallelujah, but without God showing his mighty hand in Egypt, the, uh, the, the, Moses could not lead the people out of Egypt. We see when Moses tried himself, hallelujah, and, and I say the flesh trying and trying and trying, until God says, all right, here's the final sign I'm giving, hallelujah, so Pharaoh will let my people go. Hallelujah. And then Pharaoh finally, after the after, uh, the firstborn were killed, decided to let uh, God's people go. Hallelujah. But it was the mighty hand of God that intervened to get them out. So, hallelujah, it will be. See, that is another type of the rapture because the people of the Jewish people were taken out. Hallelujah. <coughs> Excuse me. Praise Hallelujah. From Egypt, hallelujah, which means the world, taken out of the world, which is that's what's going to happen to us. We are in the world, but we're going to be taken out. That's another type of the rapture. And also says in Isaiah, like in the winter eagle, hallelujah, God took them through, uh, through the desert, hallelujah. So again, that was the mighty hand of God that took the, the Jewish people, another type of the rapture, hallelujah. There, that's in the Old Testament. So we got so many different types of the rapture in the Old Testament. We just got to carefully study with the wisdom of the Lord, the Word of God, and we will see all this there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So in verse 7 there, the Lord says, I have indeed seen the mystery of my people in Egypt, and I have heard their cry out because of the slave, and I am concerned about their suffering, so I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptian. Again, the Lord himself comes down to rescue his people. That is another type of the rapture there. That's what's going to happen in the rapture. 
just an inner was taken out, so we will be taken out. Just as Noah was taken out by the water, meaning the Holy Spirit, so we will be taken out by the Holy Spirit. And so just the Lord came down to take them out, so you and I will be taken out. Another type of the rapture. Hallelujah. According to the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, Genesis 12, which is talking about Abraham now. The Lord, this is the Lord intervening in the life of Abraham now. The Lord directly intervened with Abraham. Hallelujah. And we can, the, we the church can take um, what happened in the life of, uh, of Abraham because Abraham was a father of faith, we, which represented you and I walking in faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. But it also represents us, you and I walking as frame of God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Also represents you and I walking with the Lord, hallelujah, in relationship to the Lord. That's how Abraham walked. But he did it by faith. So Abraham is our example, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, which is Paul uses so many times in the New Testament, the, the relationship between uh, Abraham and God and the Lord Jesus Christ, which it was used as an example to us, which is called the father of faith. Hallelujah. So it's for you and I to walk in faith. Hallelujah. Not expecting to see anything, but when the rapture happens, you and I are going to see something. And we're going to see the Lord in the cloud. That's what you and I, in the blink of an eye, the Bible said, is going to happen. Hallelujah. Like a thief in the night, it's going to happen real quick. And it's going to happen when no one knows, because when the thief is comparing the Bible it's, Jesus said that the thief comes when, when no one is watching the house. Hallelujah. It's the father of the house is not watching the house when the thief comes. It will come and steal everything, Jesus said, in one of his examples. Hallelujah. So where the Lord will come for you and I, when you and I are uh, not even thinking about it, but we should. We should be thinking, uh, we should be protecting the house, says Jesus, from, from anybody coming from, stealing, uh, from stealing. Hallelujah. Which means our spiritual life should be ready for the Lord. As a bride, we should be we should be seeking the Lord more than ever. Hallelujah. And encouraging one another with his word. Hallelujah. And staying awake. Excuse me, not asleep. Hallelujah. Because Jesus said if the if the father had a house, it's asleep when the thief come. Hallelujah. He will lose everything. So we will lose everything if Jesus come and we're asleep in sin. Sin and the world are two things compared to sleeping. Hallelujah. And people are in the world sinning. That's, that's called sleeping in the Bible. They are in sleep. Hallelujah. And we're supposed to be sober. We're supposed to be awake. Hallelujah. And awake means staying away from sin, pursuing holiness, staying in, hallelujah, pursuing purity in heart. Hallelujah. Pursuing relationship with the Lord. That's what it means. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. So if we are asleep, we're in sin. Hallelujah. So uh, um, um, not sinning or walking away from sin, that means staying sober, staying awake. Hallelujah. Praise God. And that's what you and I are being called to. Coins, uh, we, you and I are being called from darkness into light. The Bible said, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And a lot of people don't like this, hallelujah, when I'm talking about uh, pursuing holiness or being holy for the Lord. They don't like this topic. They don't like it. Hallelujah. They like any other thing except this. Hallelujah. Because they, they don't want to give God an effort. And God wants you and I to give him an effort on pursuing him. Hallelujah. And staying away from sin. God wants 
you and I to give him an effort to stay away from sin, to walk away from sin, to flee from from, from temptation, hallelujah, from passion, from different things that are going on in the world, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so even if we get involved in sin uh, and we're repenting, we got to take full responsibility of it. Hallelujah. We cannot blame the devil or anybody else. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we're talking tonight about the supernatural hand of God. Hallelujah. And I also want to tell people that our brother Ching, James Ching is going to come at 9 o'clock tonight after the hour. Hallelujah. This, this uh, man of God who, who uh, was so anointed last time he was on the show gave, a, gave us a mighty word from the Lord. Hallelujah. And I can't wait to hear what, what the Lord is going to share through his brother tonight, today. Uh, many places are day to the, over here is a night. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I cannot wait. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I have to wait anyway. But I, w- I want to hear what the, what the Lord is going to share through this uh, uh, brother of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So in, um, in Genesis 12, uh, it's the calling of Abraham. Hallelujah. When God says, the Lord has said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. Hallelujah. Another type of the rapture because he is taken, hallelujah, from, from, from the natural where, where the sin, idolatry, and all these things, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah. Uh, sin, idolatry, and all these things, Abraham is taken out. The Lord called him out, which is calling you out of, you and I out of that. Hallelujah. God is going to take you and I out of here into uh, into heaven. That's what's going to happen. We're going to be taking, God was telling Abraham the promised land, but God is telling you and I, heaven. That's our promised land. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And God really meant, when he called Abraham, God really meant to tell Abraham, which Abraham understood, even Moses understood. When you read Hebrew 11, hallelujah, God was calling them into heaven. Hallelujah. Heaven is really the promised land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So God called him. That's a calling he's doing to us into heaven. We're going, we're, we're, we're being called to go to heaven by the Lord. Right? But the Lord is going to have to intervene to do this work on our life. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm reading from um, Genesis um, 12 now, and I have given a few uh, Bible verses and chapters from different books. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I No, I'm not speaking from the, from, from the book of John. I'm speaking from the book of Genesis. That's what I'm speaking from, brother. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So then on um, verse, um, praise God, it continues there, and it was say, the land that I will show you. Hallelujah. So that's what is the Lord saying that I will give people revelation of heaven. I will show them heaven. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So because we know that Abraham did not went into the promised land right away. He went around and around. He even went into Egypt, which means sin or hallelujah of the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God said that he will give revelation of heaven clearly. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I will make you into a great nation. Hallelujah. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. Hallelujah. And you will be a blessing. Hallelujah. Praise God. You will be a blessing. That's what the church is. And I will bless those who blesses you. That's who we are. 
Hallelujah. God will bless those who bless us out. Hallelujah. And whoever curses you will be cursed. Hallelujah. And all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. Hallelujah. Now listen to this. Whoever curses you will whoever curses you will be cursed. But why? Because once you're blessed again, once you are blessed by God, you cannot be cursed. This is why obedience, my brothers and sisters, is so important. It's very important for you and I to to seek obedience and walk in obedience to the Lord and His Word. Jesus says, John fifteen fourteen fifteen. If you love me, keep my commandment. Why is so important? Because then the blessing of God is up on our life. Okay, and then we cannot be cursed. If someone curses us, they will be cursed by their own word. Not because we're going to curse them, no. It's because God has spoken the blessing into you and I. And when they speak curses to you and I, it goes straight back into them because we cannot be cursed no more when we're walking under the blessing of God. This is very important that we understand it, brothers and sisters, how important it is to walk in obedience and keeping the commandment and that we're under the blessing of God because then you and I cannot be possibly cursed clearly in the word of God. Because we see it in the life of Abraham. I'm going to read it again. Genesis 12, verse 2. I will make you into the great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great. Hallelujah. And you will be a blessing. Hallelujah. And I will bless those who blesses you. So whoever comes to, to bless you, hallelujah, in any way they bless you, God will bless them. Hallelujah. Because you cannot be cursed once you're blessed. You cannot be cursed. That's, hallelujah, what God told Balaam. You cannot curse them because I already blessed them. Hallelujah. And once you're under the blessing of God, you it's not possible for you to be cursed. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it says now, verse 3, I will bless those who blesses you, and, and whoever curses you will be cursed. Why is that? Because God already spoke the blessing to you. And once you are under his blessing, you cannot be cursed. And if someone curses you, that curse go back to the person again. It will go back. It's like an echo. Hallelujah. The echo hit the world, the, 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 the wall, hallelujah, and it will come back again. And it will repeat. And so that's why it's an echo. And that's what, that's what our life is. Hallelujah. We cannot be cursed once we are under the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Whoever curses us, they're cursing themselves. That's what's happening. They are cursing themselves. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Because the word of God has been spoken already. And once it's spoken, hallelujah. And this is why I like the new technology. Like I was, just for the people that are joining us, this is why I love the new technology that scientists are, are, are working on. Hallelujah. Because they are finding out that once you speak a word, it stays in the air. It stays in the universe. And don't go anywhere. It keeps on going back and forward. But the word that has been spoken, it won't disappear. So Jesus, so the, the Lord says through Isaiah, the word that came out of my mouth will not return void. Hallelujah. It will bless you, those that I was sent to. If you are blessed by God, the word of God that was sent the blessing, uh, Deuteronomy 28 will come up on your life. I just read it to you. I could go back to, to Deuteronomy 28. Hallelujah. I got my Bible open over there. Listen to Deuteronomy for the people that are joining us. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28 too. All these blessings 
will come on you. Hallelujah. See, he doesn't say all these blessings, I'm going to put it on you. I'm going to give it to you. No, 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 no. He says they will come on you. And Pastor John, before he went to heaven, which I also went to see him in heaven when the Lord took me to heaven. Hallelujah. He, he gave me, the Lord gave him a revelation about this word. Hallelujah. That when you are in obedience, the word will come on you. The blessing will come on you. Hallelujah. It will follow you. It's like he says in, in the Bible he was reading, it comes like behind you and it will reach you. Hallelujah. And they say it will come on you. Hallelujah. And you cannot be cursed. Once you're blessed by God, you cannot be cursed. Once you're walking in obedience, you cannot be cursed. It is impossible for you to be cursed. This is what God told Balaam. You cannot curse them because I already blessed them. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want to make sure people understand this. Hallelujah. When we're talking about blessing and curses. Hallelujah. And I will bring a Bible study again about blessing and curses, hallelujah, and I will give more information about it. But today we're talking about the supernatural hand of God over humanity, God intervention to humanity, which that is what the rapture is about. The Lord himself will intervene like he did when he intervened with North, when, when he made Eve, when he uh, took uh, um, Enoch to heaven, when he, when he came to Moses to take the people out of Egypt. Direct intervention from heaven, direct intervention from the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. So we also see it in Genesis 18. Hallelujah. It says Genesis 18.1, the Lord appeared to Abraham near the great tree. Manry, hallelujah. Manry, while he was sitting on the entrance, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. To his tent, the heat of the day, Hallelujah. And another Bible said, uh, the heat of the day, which is maybe uh, 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Hallelujah. I looked that up. I, I did a lot of research about it. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he he hurried to meet to, from the entrance into his tent to meet them and to bow low to the ground. Hallelujah. And, and sober to it in submission and obedience. Hallelujah. And then he said, I have... If I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass, hallelujah, your servant, hallelujah, by it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, um, divine favor is, a, is another mighty tool that, that, that we can ask the Lord that, that we will have favor with the Lord. This is very important that we seek to have favor. And all that is going to happen when we're walking in obedience. Hallelujah. You want to have favor with the Lord you want to walk in obedience and keep his word. Hallelujah. And you also want to praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You also want to uh, seek the Lord in his well. Whatever God wants you to do. Hallelujah. Whatever God has planned for your life. Hallelujah. And when you do this, hallelujah, you're seeking favor with God. Obedience will lead you to favor, hallelujah. Relationship with the Lord will lead you to favor with the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Doing what he wants you to do lead you to favor. So Abraham, hallelujah, praise God. A lot of people wonder, did Abraham knew, hallelujah, that he was talking to God? Yes, he did. Why is that, brother Elby? Because uh, Abraham had met with the Lord before when, when the Lord called him. He knew once, once you are walking with the Lord in relationship, the Lord can speak to you like the Lord has spoken to me in the millennium, hallelujah, in the millennial kingdom when he has taken me there, hallelujah, and I know it's the Lord. He's talking to me in heaven. I know it's the Lord. 
Are you talking to me in the third level of heaven? I know it's the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Abraham knew that he was talking to the Lord. He knew it was God speaking to him. Hallelujah. This this is why he bowed down to the ground. Because if you if you study his life, it was not a tradition for Abraham to to do what he did. Hallelujah. To bow down to the ground? No. Because the, more more than the than the Hebrew people, than the Jewish people know that idolatry is a sin. And they have fallen many years, we know that in, in the Bible, in idolatry. But if Abraham had fallen into idolatry, God would have rebuked him about it. And we know that the Lord did not rebuke Abraham about idolatry. So Abraham knew 100% that it was the Lord Jesus Christ, that it was God, hallelujah, that, that, that he was bowing down to. And, and he said to him, if I have favor, if I have found favor in you, please don't go by my house. You know, you see the Lord comes to you, hallelujah. And, and, and like Abraham, he didn't want the Lord to go by, hallelujah. But no, you want him to, you want him to come to you. He would, you, because it's a blessing to have the Lord in, in you, having supper with you. Which that's why Abraham was inviting the Lord to have supper with him. And when this mighty revival comes, which is also going to come very soon, after we get the the earth is going to be shaken up in the United States and around the world, very, very bad. Uh, this revival is going to come right after that. Hallelujah. And and, and and people are going to meet the Lord face to face in many different places. The Lord showed this to me a few months back. Hallelujah. That he's going to, and last, the other nine, hallelujah, not last night, but the night before, the Lord also showed me him talking to other people, and I saw the Lord doing it, talking to other people who had never spoken to him face to face before. So it's going. They're going to be a mighty move of God, just like Abraham in the middle of the day and the afternoon hour. Hallelujah! When when the sons he was at, at the best, uh, he saw the Lord Jesus Christ. So he was not having a dream. He was not dreaming. He was not asleep. Abraham was not asleep. You can study the word very careful. It was in the middle of the day when when the light sun was very clear. And, and he saw the Lord, and this is how the, peop, the Lord showed me that people will see him again. So, it's going to be a direct intervention from God. This is what I'm talking about. And that's what, this is what we're talking in this Bible study tonight. Direct intervention from God. God is going to uh, make himself known again, just like he did here in Genesis 18. Many people will see the Lord. So, in verse 3, says, Abraham, he says, if I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet, which is, that was a tradition from the Jewish people, and rest under, under, the, under the tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can refresh and then go on your way now, now that you have come to your servant. So he was very happy, and he wanted them to go eat something with him. Hallelujah. And, and wash their feet and all that. So Abraham was, you know, praise God, hallelujah, uh, was serving God again. So it, now verse 16, now, uh, that's when Abraham pleaded for Sodom and Gomorrah. So, a, so when, uh, verse 16, when the men go, got up to leave, hallelujah, after they have supper with Abraham, they looked down towards Sodom and, and Abraham walked along them to see, to see them on their way. Then the Lord said, sure, I hide from Abraham what, I, what I'm about to do. So it, Abraham surely will become a great and powerful nation. Why? Because God has spoken it into being already. 
Hallelujah. God has spoken it, and, and his word will not come to him void. It will do what he has spoken. And all the nations will be blessed through him, says God. For I have chosen him so that he will direct his, uh, his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just so that the Lord will bring about to Abraham what he has promised him. So you see there in chapter 19, praise God, hallelujah, that one of the things, hallelujah, for the blessing is so that he will direct his children in his household. Order, order, talking about order and obedience. After him to keep the way of the Lord, obedience. Keep the word of the Lord. If you love me, Jesus says, John 14, 15, you keep my commandment. Again, again what the Lord was expecting for Abraham, for this blessing to come on Abraham, for the word will come to pass in Abraham's life. He needed to keep the Lord, word, hallelujah, by doing what is right, hallelujah, and just. This is what the Lord expects from you and I now, that we do what is right and just that we will not steal from people, we will not lie to people, we will not deceive people, hallelujah. You know, this is why I, this is why I tell people, I, you know, I don't think I'm a full prophet. Some people have said, obviously, oh, a full prophet. You know, I don't think I'm a full prophet. One thing, full prophet drive new card and have a lot of money in the bank, which both of the two I don't, I don't have, hallelujah. So I'm not a full prophet. I don't qualify to be a full prophet because I don't have what they have. They're famous around the world. I'm not. So I don't qualify to be a full prophet. I'm sorry to the people that call me a full prophet. I don't qualify. You know, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. I'm just a servant of the Lord. That's all I am. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if we want these blessings to come on, on us, hallelujah, we want a, a household to be blessed and all that, hallelujah, we got to do what is right and just. Do what is right. Keep the word. Hallelujah. Don't lie. Don't steal. And just, be just with people, hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise God. Just person, don't judge, hallelujah, but, but bless his other, hallelujah. So that the Lord will bring about to Abraham what he had promised. If you want the Lord, hallelujah, praise God, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. If you want God's word to come upon your life, you got to do what is right and just. Says they are very clear. It's a great example because Abraham is the father of faith. Hallelujah. So he's, there's an example there that God uses to teach you and I, the church, in this last day. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So continue on verse 16. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, so when, praise God. So the Lord, hallelujah, said, The outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, in verse 20, and their sense is grievous that I will go down and see what they have done. It, what done is bad, and the outcry has reached me. If not, if not, I will know. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Then the men turned away and went toward Sodom, but, uh, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Hallelujah. And we know the whole story that God was not planning to destroy everybody altogether. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. He was planning to have mercy. Praise God. I'm halfway to this Bible study, or even less than halfway, hallelujah. So I will continue this tomorrow. I don't want to miss what God is going to uh, speak to us, to our brother Jim. 
Hallelujah. We say, I want him to praise the Lord to come on the air now and share with us what God has given him. Brother Shin. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, brother. <laughs> hey, Elvi, I got a question. Brother. Go ahead. You know the painting on the, the you know, the website? I mean, the painting of Jesus? Yeah. Uh, by Akiana? Yeah. Is that, let me ask you, is that like the, the most closest uh, picture of Jesus Christ? Um, what the Lord had told my brother Larry was that that picture is very close to how he looks like. Oh, okay? wow. Yes, it's very, the Lord likes that painting a lot. And he says that that painting is very close to how the look looks like. You know, I got another question, Elvin. Have you seen uh, Holy Spirit's face? Yes, I have. Is it similar with uh, Jesus' Jesus's face, but with different hair? Um, or, or is it very different? Well, the three parts, that God the Father is a person, Jesus is a person, and the Holy Spirit is another person. And, right. and, and really, really, they don't look alike. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just the curious there. Yeah. It's like Jesus don't look like the Father. They don't look alike much. Okay. okay. <laughs> Just to make it clear to people. It might be also, it might be also, you know, for what I'm seeing, because Jesus is, um, Jesus was born from, from, from Mary Magdalene, that we know, uh, right? So yeah. he, 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 had, he probably, like that picture looks, he has Hebrew uh, um, look like, you see? Mm, yeah, 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 so, for so sure. That, that that could be the reason why, you know. I I don't know the other, but I I believe that could be one of the reasons. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Praise God. <laughs> Praise <laughs> Jesus. Any other question, or you want to go on? No, uh, you know I want to tell you you're not you're not a false prophet. <laughs> you know the pro- the problem with me is I don't qualify as a false prophet. I don't make all the money people make, and I, I'm not that famous. I don't have a big mansion like they do. And, and, you know, I don't have that much follower like they do, so I don't qualify as a whole prophet. You know, if if there's a uh, if somebody's doing God's work and if there's an immediate finger pointing, then mm. it's usually really really bad, or it's really from the throne room. The messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, uh, immediate finger pointing and usually lower views. On the YouTube videos, then that's the good stuff. <laughs> I just want to tell everybody. All right, so yeah, let me just go ahead, okay? Uh, uh, well, before I start, I want you to know that I have a weird schedule here in LA. Uh, it's 6 p.m. right now, so you know I'm always like in my car, like you know, it's commuting and stuff. So I'm always calling from my car. So if the connection's bad, like last time, just interrupt me, LV, so I could just. Drop the call and then call back, okay? All right. All right, so, all right, so let me start. Uh, okay, let me pray. Oh, Lord, I just pray that uh, please use me as your vessel to strengthen the true bride. Because, you know, Lord, it's not easy waiting for you. But with your power, by your power only, Everything is possible, Lord. So we thank you. I just pray that you strengthen us one more time. And uh, we just pray for that with faith. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. All right, so you guys, uh, I have a message for you guys. Okay. 
But, okay, let me just start. By now, you should have almost finished up. If you have a list, like, you know, to-do list before we go home, everybody should have that list, first of all. And you should have almost finished up crossing off to-do list before we go home. For example, uh, forgive those unforgiven people. So if you have a list of a few people that you need to reconcile, then you should have already have done it, okay? Because, you know, nobody knows the day or the hour, but it's very imminent, okay? So, uh, yes, that list of people that you need to reconcile with, that needs to be finished already. If you haven't, the Lord for strength to go to them or for you to contact them first, or they could contact you too, you know, so, you know, either way, however the Lord leads you, then you got to reconcile before we go, okay, before he comes, okay. And if you, you should have a list of the lost souls that you need to reach out to, that God already put you in your path, that you already know. So if you have a, if you have a list of the people that if you haven't uh, finished reaching out to them, please do it quickly, okay. So you should have almost finished that. And, um, oh, okay, here's another thing. You know, the Lord wants me to tell you to, you need to follow up on the souls that you have already reached out. Like, uh, let's say, like two months ago or three months ago um, already, you know. Uh, But the thing is, he wants me to tell you, those people, that a lot of them haven't read, you know, the repentance prayer, or they haven't watched the videos made by Alvi or other people, or you know, Angelica Zambrano, or you know, other those, you know, those testimonial videos. It's because they're still under control of the devil, a lot of big influence. So uh, they're probably were scared, or they were influenced to delay the reading or watching the videos or DVDs or whatever you have used as a as a material. So, please, follow up on your loved ones, the souls that are still lost, because uh, they haven't watched the videos yet. They really need to. You know, the other good one was uh, Bill Reese, 23 Minutes in Hell, right? Yeah, that one is awesome. So, yeah. So, please follow up, okay? Uh, tomorrow, maybe, I mean, today might be you know, you're going to go to bed, so maybe tomorrow morning or lunchtime, right? Okay. And I just want to tell you how, how I've been. Uh, it was hard. Okay? I First, I was being tested by the Lord, this whole persistence uh, marathon. And, you know, uh, I'm going to be honest, this waiting is not easy, okay? And I haven't, like, seen things in heaven like LV did or Mary Kay Baxter or True Thomas. And I just imagine that they're going to have so much of a harder time because they've been there. That's going to be so hard. But anyways, even for me, for all of us, it's really hard. And you know what? The Lord knows it's really difficult. But He wants us to give give to Him even the difficulties of waiting, of being persistent. He wants us to give it to Him. Because it's not that, you know, it's not that we're doing it. Because when we do it, we snap, you know. Uh, we we get to that breaking point because we cannot do it ourselves. So even even that, 
the pain we're going through for waiting, God knows. So he wants us to give it to him. And, you know, I really want to get out of here. Like, you know, like Alvi said, he wants to get out of here too. Yeah. So, uh, yes, so give it to him. All the stresses, all the difficulty. But here's another question. Do you want to speed up, you know, our holy bridegroom's coming? Then please, uh, sons and daughters of God, please go after the lost sheep that you know of. You know, the 99 sheep that's home and versus one lost sheep. The Lord wants us to really go after the lost sheep. Okay? Let me give you an example of the few of the people that when I uh, reached out to. Okay? It's really sad that when you don't have a Rabbi Yeshua or Yehushua, they're so lost. You know, It's just so without hope, so confused. It's just another day towards, you know, 80 years or something. You know, that's what they think, okay? So I reached out. It was First, it was hard to reach out to people that you never talk about your faith. But, you know, you have an acquaintance or you have a relationship with the people at work or uh, school or whatever, right? But I want you to know, don't be scared to reach out because... Uh, I have not had one person got really mad at me for me reaching out. Not one person ever till now. I almost, uh, yeah, I, I finished my list of uh, people to reach out, the lost souls. I finished it like uh, uh, a few days ago, okay? Um, and then, you know what? Until today, I had nobody get mad at me for me sharing about tes- testimony about heaven or hell or Jesus coming back. Well, Jesus coming back, I have people who got mad who were Christians. That's <laughs> so sad, isn't it? It's so sad. Well, people that do not go to church or did not have a previous faith, you know what response I got? They said, thank you. Thank you so much. You know what? I don't know if I believe it or not. I haven't seen the videos yet, but you know, nobody has ever come to me and shared with me what they believe, or the hope of heaven or salvation. So please, I just want to encourage you to reach out to those who you think that, oh man, yeah, he's in drugs, they're in money, they're after fame. Even those people run after it, or those souls that already have it, achieved it, they're so lost. I mean, I know some rich people, and you know what? They're so lost and they're so sad. You know, they love money so much, but at the same time, money is giving them all these headaches. But, yeah, this this thing is a cycle. But, you know what, all I got was thank you. Because, you know, they know deep inside, you know what they said? They said, nobody ever shared with me, but I know you are putting yourself on the line to share this with me. But I know you're doing, doing this because you care for me. You know what, they're, they're, they have a spirit, they have a soul. They know. So I want you to please go after the lost souls. Because Jesus Christ, right after I share with that, Lord made me feel a portion of how he felt. He was so happy that I was reaching out. I I want you to reach out to please. Because the Lord becomes incredibly excited and so happy. Another soul that that I, I, I reached out by the power of the Lord, you know, I got a text 
from this lady saying that, you know, it's funny, you know, she said that, um, I, th- I think I needed this, you know, that's, that's what I got, okay, and you know what, they know they're lost, so please reach out, they'll never get mad at you, they'll always, they'll always thank you, and, uh, uh, if you just, if you reach with, with the uh, attitude like, oh, you're going to hell, then they're going to get mad, of course, yeah. But if you really genuinely reach out by really loving their soul, you know what? They'll they'll genuinely thank you. The worst that they'll do is they won't watch it or read the repentance prayer, okay? But uh, share with them, please. You know what? After I got the text, yeah, the text was, yeah, uh, you know, I really, I think I really needed this text. That means she's going to really look into it. And and also I got a text the day after. You know what? I'll do this prayer every day before I go to bed from a non-believer. Almost, what, 30 years, you know? So the Lord let me know that he's so happy. So at least, if you know at least one person that you know, you have an acquaintance that God already put you in your path, it doesn't have to be somebody right off the entrance of a market, you know? So, uh, yeah, well, that could also happen as well. But the people that you know, please reach out to them. Please, don't, don't, don't. let's not judge. Let's not think that, oh, this person is not going to hurt here. Well, you know what? Reach out to those ones. Listen, listen to me, please. Do it and see what happens. Lord will bless you tremendously. Plus, you, your soul will be so happy. The amount of peace and blessing you receive will be, like, multiplied so much. Okay? And, um... Yeah, uh, and the Lord has a question for all of you, okay? His question is, do you want to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Have you ever asked yourself, hey, we're going to go to heaven no matter what. Why would I strive to be one of the, the, the greatest? Why not, right? Okay? So obviously you know this, most of you have heard this, Matthew 18.4. Whosoever there shall humble himself as this little child, same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Right? Whoever humbles himself or herself like this little child. Okay? So, Lord had me write a list of what the qualities of a childlike qualities are. Okay? So, I have like, I have a lot. So, I'm going to read these to you. Okay? So, now... Uh, all the listeners right now, I want you to grab a pen and uh, scratch paper, you know, whatever, blank paper, piece of paper you have, okay? And then if I write down one of the qualities and you don't have it, you need to work on it, please write it down, okay? So I, I'm going to read like 70 of it, okay? All right, here you go. See, these are the qualities, childlike qualities, that's the humbled uh, qualities of a ch- little child, okay? Here are the qualities. And I will start right now. Okay, first. A child, a trust in God. Next one. They're, they have an open-mindedness. Open-mindedness. And they have an ability to dream big. Do you dream big? You need to dream big because our God is so huge, yet we have no idea. He's so powerful. He's endless, infinite power. Okay. Another child, a child, easily forgives, okay? 
and the childlike quality, do not worry about future. Okay? A child is creative. A child has a sense of discovery. A child is kind. A child is caring. A child asks a lot of questions. Okay? A child uh straightforward. Okay? A child don't stress. A child be himself or herself in God. Okay? A child is happy in God. Okay? And a and a child skips around the block. Well, you, you know what I mean. Okay? This one is uh the child say what you mean and mean what you say. So usually till they're older they're not gonna lie, right? Only tell what's in, in their mind, okay? The child smiles a lot. child is, is pretty much relaxed, not so tense. The child can be fearless sometimes, and sometimes get hurt, but, you know, they're fearless. The child sings, okay? child wonders about everything, interested in everyone or anything around them. And the child likes to explore. child likes to play. child has lack of fear. child has no social boundaries. child has endless curiosity. Child has unconditional love. Uh, for a child, it's o- it's okay to play. For a child, it's God first in our in their lives. And for a child, every day is a new day, a starting day. A child is very energetic. A child is enthusiastic. Okay, a child is already uh, always ready to rock the boat. You know, not in a systematic cycle. If you know what I mean. A child is not arrogant at all. Okay, and a child always is original. Is a child asks, "Can I do it my way?" Right, and child has passion. The desire is there, and also child asks, "Can I have it?" This is very important. Can I have it? Asks. Okay, not say that. Oh, he won't give it to me. No, 